We begin our journey as our four adventurers converge upon the town of Wolfskeep. Azalea, the merry, naive rabbit folk paladin, on a quest to gain the power to defend her warren from the encroaching forces seemingly bent on destroying and desecrating the surrounding forest. To do this, she is seeking four Ganassi, who have created an organisation to protect those who need it around the world. Kettle, an inquisitive kobold seeking knowledge and experience, after leaving the confines of her clan within the Parscanth Forest at the east of the Empire. She discovers her affinity for druidic and natural magics and alchemical processes which she now puts to use to unravel the mysteries of the wider world. Indra, a mysterious and melancholy human bard covered with strange glowing tattoos. They fled their training at the Moonseeker Bardic College to find answers as to why their powers seem to make everyone who experiences them miserable. And Yarrow, a streetwise but young ratfolk rogue, brother to Azalea who left the Warren years ago in the dead of night. He's seeking a stolen relic on orders of their crime guild with ulterior motives of his own he wishes to pursue. Upon reaching Wolfskeep, they began to search for the answers to their own personal questions. Seeking knowledge from one more learned than themselves, they sought out the Wizards Guild for assistance. After an interesting meeting with a very grouchy old dragonborn, they were provided with a mission to collect various essences from local elemental creatures terrorising a river trade route. At the same time, they sought bounties within the town to swell their own coffers. Upon discovering a choice between a roving band of goblins or a giant spider problem, Yarrow's phobia of arachnids drew them in the direction of the goblins. Here was the first time that Kettle showed the others her abilities. Uncorking a stoppered vial, she drank and her skin began to distort and stretch. After a few seconds, a huge, scaled lizard stood in her place. Delving deep into the lair, the adventurers managed to rescue various children and a dwarf father whom they sent to rest at the local settlement. They then headed further into the bowels of this lair. They began hearing chanting and soon discovered a bugbear performing a dark ritual which included sacrifice. A hard-fought battle ensued. Azalea was wounded terribly and Kettle demonstrated her ability in distraction, groveling at this creature's feet. However, it ended with their first real victory. A quick search of the bodies and surrounding ruins found a strange ore-like substance and a letter written in mysterious and scrawling runes. As they left the cavern to return back, Azalea discovered that her connection with nature ran deeper than she had previously imagined. She was drawn to a moonlit glade, and there she sat and meditated. She felt a calming presence overcome her. As she sat, a silver light enveloped her, and a sense of well-being settled over her. As this feeling left, a single leaf fell into her palm, resonating with a faint magical hum. This would now be where she drew her magic. Indra revealed their true purpose for seeking information to Kettle, after having previously convinced her that it was a research trip to study bees. They revealed that after an incident at the academy, they ran away to discover the source of their power, and that despite having these tattoos for as long as they can remember, no one has ever provided them with an answer as to their origins or the mysterious power they seem to have. Upon returning to Wolfskeep, the adventurers return to Minon, the dragonborn wizard, with this new discovery. In return for a sample of the ore they discovered and a description of what had occurred, he assisted them with what he could provide. For Azalea, a description of the nature of her powers, those akin to powers provided by greater beings upon an oath and for Yarrow, additional knowledge upon the runes connected to what he searches for. Kessel wished to know more of Indra's path, and also her mysterious device she discovered deep in the mountains, 
but unfortunately he did not have this information to share. Indra was finally asked to share, and for a demonstration of the nature of their power. Taking a small harp necklace from their neck, it grew suddenly and they began to play a tune. This led to all those in the room being swept up in the music, taken to memories and feelings some had kept buried. After a long night of research, Minon and Ketol finally did discover a single report that the wizards held. This report detailed an acquaintance residing to the north who seemed to have achieved some success with experimentation, managing to force similar markings to those Indra carries but upon creatures. The effects Indra's music had on others spurred Ketol to investigate the effects of various herbal remedies with the aim of fortifying a creature's mind. And following some shopping, with her bounty reward money, the four set off to Edestead, the closest city of the Empire. On the road, an uncooperative horse named Horace caused Azalea some issues until he was spoken to directly that evening. A camp was set up and through some not-so-sneaky listening by Yarrow, information regarding a local group of bandits raiding along this trade route was discovered. Continuing on warily, Yarrow soon saw an interesting trail leading off the travel path. His ever-inquisitive nature led him to follow this, and they stumbled upon what originally appeared to be an abandoned ruined house. Upon further investigation, he discovered a variety of traps and alarms, all that had been set by the Bleeding Fist, a crime gang notorious for their brutal retaliation to any who wronged them. Just as the group were planning to leave, Yarrow saw a glint of metal within the pile of rubble. Once again, he managed to pick the lock and disarm a trap. A new room beneath the building was revealed. Kettle, Yarrow and Indra made their way into a huge underground storage room filled with valuables. Yarrow stepping forward quickly, unwittingly triggered an alarm spell left in place, and the three then scrambled to grab what they could and then dash away. A rapid scramble through the undergrowth ensued, including a race to find a hidden cart that couldn't fit along the path. Kettle turned into a horse to help carry Yarrow, and just as they looked like they would escape, two cloaked figures caught up to them. They shot Kettle and Azalea, dealing huge damage and snapping Kettle from her beast shape. A brutal back-and-forth battle then took place, but with Yarrow using the ground to his advantage and Kessel turning into a giant moose to rush to his aid, they were victorious. The remainder of the travel passed swiftly without any major incidents. Kettle progressed on her research, and upon arrival at Edestead, the party made their way to the Forge Heart, a religious temple dedicated to the Forge God Skarneth. Here, after brief inquiries, Kettle showed her artifact to the Forge Master. Upon seeing this, he told them that it's part of an ancient key used by Skarneth, when he was a mortal, used to open his workshop. He asked that they treat it with care, but allow them to keep it, and offered free use of his temple's forges. Indra used these to smelt the ore that they had discovered in the goblin's lair, and produce a single small ingot of a malleable substance that seemed to react with magic. Having had a productive first day within the city, the characters then set off to procure answers from the Wizards Guild. Here they met a total mage by the name of Odfra, who promised to decode the runic letter in return for payment. The party then asked information more close to their own paths. He proceeded to obtain colleagues to offer information regarding the wider world and ancient primordial runes, providing Azalea and Yarrow with information for their own personal quests. A member of the four Ganassi that Azalea searches for are rumoured to be based in the northern continent of Tritane, home to the supervolcano Mount Gehenna and the runes Yarrow has previously seen are ones based upon protection and illusion. The description sounds similar to those artefacts made pre-ascension, centuries ago. A bargain was implied that further work for the wizards could provide a more accurate picture of what he is looking for. The party then decided to spend some of their stolen money and upgrade some of their equipment. 
soon realising that magical items and better equipment are not as cheap as expected. As such, they have begun earning some extra money by taking a bounty. This bounty is to discover and deal with the cause of numerous corpses, washing up desiccated upon the docks after high tide. They headed to the business compound known to belong to the first victim, a golden dragonborn named Thorin Goldfang. Here they sought to investigate and speak to his business associate, Malagar, a surly dwarf very focused on his work. As they arrived, the party split up and Azalea and Indra entered the compound, soon managing to discover strange markings upon the floor and a single piece of shattered porcelain under the desk. Meanwhile, Kettle in the form of a dog and Yarrow following close behind investigated the outside of the compound. They came across an old beggar woman resting out the back and proceeded to pickpocket her of her pouch of trinkets and then compensate her with a gold piece. Seeking entrance to the compound through a gate at the back, they managed to make their way inside avoiding any notice. They began their investigation, following a faint blood trail that led from the inside of the building. Here, once again they managed to avoid detection via the use of oversized clothing to break up the shape of a shrunken kobold hidden amongst the barrels. Happy that they had managed to escape, they continued on, Yarrow now carrying the puppy-sized kettle with him. However, full of adrenaline, Yarrow tripped, and with a loud bang, caught the attention of the guard who had just passed. Yarrow managed to outpace the pursuing guards and lose himself within the close-packed industrial sector that surrounded them. With Kettle heating the gate to damage those guards who attempted to follow and then turning herself into a rat to avoid detection, they both successfully escaped. Meeting back up with each other, the party decided the best way to proceed was to investigate the sewers, where this blood trail seemed to be leading. After a few hours of investigation, not many new leads were found, with the trail quickly lost into the deep grime that surrounded them. Kettle soon took charge and decided to lead the party to the docks to find an easier route out of the sewers. Just as she realised she'd taken the wrong way, a grey-blue amorphous creature dropped from the ceiling and began attacking her. A short but intense battle followed, with Azalea becoming engulfed within this creature as it began to drain away her life force. Indra landed the final blow, freezing the creature solid, and Ketel now has the essence of this creature, both of his ectoplasm and frozen form, contained within the vial she carries around with her at all times. Moving forward, who knows where they are planning to go next, but we all know it'll probably have dungeons, and it will definitely be disastrous. Welcome to the Q&A. For some reason it's me doing this, I'm not sure how that happened. But um, we have 22 questions. I'm going to decide the order we do them by rolling a d20 because I think that's fun. Um, every single question that was submitted is answered in one way or another, even if it's been reworded slightly for convenience. So any question that has been submitted, listen along and it should be answered for you. So to start off, um, the first one we have is what was everyone's initial impression of each character? So I think it's fun if we like go around. So like everyone's opinion of Yarrow, then Kettle, then Indra, and Azalea. That's cool. Because that's yeah. where we're sitting. What is it? Wait. So the initial impressions of Yarrow. Yeah. From me? No, from us. No. Okay. Indra just confused the situation by pointing at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, from Kettle's point of view, unfazed. I think there was a lot when we first met. You were in the tavern, and there was a lot of things going on that were considerably more interesting than the quiet person in a robe. In a robe in a with a hood on cloak. the cloak. cloak yeah I, I remember just that was not my priority so I was just like okay he's there <laughs> <laughs> what thanks what about my out of character though 
I loved it. I loved the energy of this, like, sneaky rat. Like, who thinks they're all that, but they're not. Like, you know, like, from Flushed Away, Vince, yeah. like... <laughs> it was Rodney. It's Vince and Rodney, isn't it? Like, there's... Rodney... Oh, no, Rodney's the little one. It's Vince the big one. I literally can't remember. You remember those, like, what, you got to keep your legs straight. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the Cockney one. The Cockney, yeah. yeah, Cockney rats. I thought you meant the woman, and I was like, no. No, she's the, the lady of the bell, the cool one. No, I'm she's talking about Rita. Tits. That was her name. Rita! The, yeah. The Cockney rats. And they think they're all that, but they're really not. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with this. I think mine was, like, basically kind of the same. Like, I th- I just thought you were, like, I got, like, just, like, Jack Sparrow energy, kind of, but, like, not as charismatic. Like, <laughs> nice. no. So the bit that makes Jack Sparrow good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Oh, my God. It's, it's a Chinese <laughs> knockoff look. Jack yeah. Sparrow. <laughs> It's because you like introduced with Azalea as well. So I was like, okay, I get your like dynamic as a pair. You're like just the non chatty, quiet one who gets like drunk and stuff. And then it turns out you're actually an idiot. Who also <laughs> gets drunk and stuff. Who also has a bird surname? Yeah. Sparrow, yeah. Hawk. Mm-hmm. Sparrow, Hawk. <gasps> Yarrowhawk. Sparrow, Hawk. But what about like um, Cheryl? Because obviously, like, you knew about Yarrow more so, than anyone else before we began. Yeah, so Azalea, obviously, her first impressions of Yarrow. <laughs> go back donkey's yeah. years because they grew up together um but um so that's not really interesting but uh, my opinion was hello i am edgelord edgelord of edgelord edginess <laughs> wow really got a lot of opinions about yarrow today nothing <laughs> positive so far no. and none of that is in a bad way uh, no <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like exactly the character I play when I play Skyrim. I, I, <laughs> yeah. is actually, I think yeah. the thing with with Kettle in particular was like Kettle's intrigued by puzzles. There was no puzzle for Yarrow. They just were there. Surface level. Oh my Shazzing. god! Wait, are you saying they're two dimensional? <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of that, like, what, like, Ben, like, obviously when Asta first described the character to you, what was your, like, initial kind of impression? It was very different to what everyone else had come up with and to what I'd previously DM'd before, which was really exciting. Because there's an element of that kind of darkness of, you know, I'm a rogue that kind of automatically comes with it that's really interesting to see how Asta went with it. Because it went very different to what it could have done as, like, a rogue. The stereotypical, you know, my parents are dead, I'm edgy, and I'm Well, I mean, sneaky. we don't actually know if your parents oh, are dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Spoiler alert! It's honestly a thing that injuring Yara could probably bond over, which hasn't really happened yet. But yeah, it was just, it was really exciting to see it go a completely different way than it could have done, which uh, might sound a bit basic, but the fact that it completely changed my opinions on what the character was going to be... Because the first thing was, quite like to do, you know, beast folk rogue. And I was like, cool, that sounds fun. And then you were like, yeah, I want to do it with Cheryl as, like, siblings. And I was like, cool, how's this going to work? And then we went from rabbit folk to rat folk. And I was like, oh, this is even more interesting. And it really, like... originally a rabbit folk, which... That's a fun little factoid. (laughs) I I would like to add, though, that that was my initial opinion of Yarrow, was edgy edgelord. But he has changed significantly. He is... (laughs) Three-dimensional as a person. I, yeah, I think I, for all of us, definitely. I, I, I yeah. love the comedy that he brings as I well. Think, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> the, the the comedic timing Yarrow seems to have, uh, Yarrow, 
Yes, Yarrow. Yarrow seems to have yeah. is um, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty spectacular, and it's a different level of intensity, which I think really works with the group. Yeah, it, uh, the voice is good, like yeah. that just low, yeah. like it, dumbass. It gives me like Caduceus <laughs> vibes from Critical Role's campaign too. It's that like, that kind of calming energy that's less nature based with him, but more like I'm just. So bored and chill. Yeah. Like, He's very understimulated. That's yeah. his character. It makes it even more exciting when you freak out because yeah. it's like such a juxtaposition to your normal energy. Yeah, like when you do your Ardu Titu screams. <laughs> I, I think like that's my favorite bit of how a character developed is the fact that you like turn the trope on its head of it being like, oh, I'm a super cool rogue who can do everything too. I think I'm a super cool rogue who can do everything, yeah. but I actually can't. Yeah, it is great. <laughs> the yeah. great thing is, is that that's totally unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really bad at roleplaying. And just, <laughs> just some fantastic dice rolls as well. Yeah. Right? You know what? That whole total unintentional aspect of it is so Yarrow. Yeah. He's Absolutely. just so totally unintentionally yeah. Yarrow. Yeah. Cool. Love that. Kettle. What was everyone's initial impression of Kettle? Asta, go first. <laughs> now, bitch. Oh my god. Um, well, I think design-wise, she reminded me a lot of Marisol from the other campaign that we played with uh, Fran DMing, which is very like chaotic, feral, like loves to collect things. But I love characters like that. So it, I, yeah, I think she's just like works really well. I think we need someone that's going to happily scrounge and collect all the little bits and bobs. Mm. But I think Yarrow first meeting Kettle, I think he probably wouldn't have seen a kobold before. I think he would have been quite intrigued. As not to... many people would have. No. Especially a green one. It's not the regular colour. Mm. Oh, interesting. I'll do actually. They're normally like red. Oh. oh. So I think, yeah, he was very intrigued. I think I can't, because I obviously met Kettle in our little session zero beforehand. And I think in character, Indra at the time was thinking about so much of their own stuff, they didn't even like register. And they sort of like, because Kettle's almost just like this weird kind of bundle of energy. It's almost like they didn't kind of pick up on her personality deeper than that as such. But then like over time, I think... Indra's like gotten to like really like Kettle because you're such like a well she's such like a surface level person you know there's like nothing there's nothing in she her she is the <laughs> anti-Indra she's the anti-Indra yeah. like basically just like this is I'm just going to say exactly what I think at every moment and this is that and I think mm. like initially like um, they were quite scared of it and I think now they quite enjoy it to a degree they won't admit they enjoy it but they do and out of character, my response is basically like, oh, this is Fran. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fran in the Dungeons and Dragons world. And it, 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 it definitely, there's definitely a lot of you in Kettle, oh, but yeah. like, oh, uh, but it's definitely got a different edge than you have in real life, which is quite fun. But that's nice. a later question, so you're not going to do that. <laughs> Spoilers! I was going to say, as, um, as Cheryl seeing uh, Kettle, it, it's 100% just Fran in the form of a tiny creature. Um, and I freaking love it. Um, it's as as Azalea. Um, I don't think obviously she wouldn't have seen a kobold. She would have known of kobolds because obviously their forests are not too distant not too from distant, each other. No. However, seeing one and seeing a green one not really happened before. However, <laughs> lots of howevers. Um, I, she wasn't really phased by it. Um, she just saw another creature of similar size. Who she could communicate with and she thought was rather interesting if not a bit annoying to begin with <laughs> um, didn't really quite understand her customs or her ways 
but is now slowly bonding with her and developing quite a... And now they're dating. <laughs> <laughs> or are they? It's not official yet. It's not canon. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, she's... Does anybody think they're dating? The kettle's not aware of it. <laughs> no, I don't... Is, I don't think Azalea is aware no, of it either. It's going to be like 30 episodes in, it's something going to come up, and you're going to be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> basically. She, um, yeah, Azalea is developing quite a bond for Kettle just because she really appreciates who she is, what she's doing, the little foresty background, and, and that's why she often collects things for Kettle because she knows that Kettle would appreciate it. Mm. I think, like, I agree, sort of, in the way of like, it almost took Azalea time to adjust to Kettle. Yeah. But I think backpacking off of that, it's Yarrow really enjoyed having somebody else he could get into trouble with. <laughs> because he really can't do that with Azalea. No, like, he really can't. Yeah, so I think he really enjoyed being like, oh yeah, th- this is someone on my wavelength, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. a little bit stupid. Zero, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like think something with Yara especially, like every time Yara gets with a character, it just deletes both their brain cells, and it's really funny. <laughs> like me in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sorry, I'm sucking your energy <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> but I really enjoyed with seeing with Kettle and Azalea's dynamic of like, obviously you both don't have the best social customs, but in very different ways, and like, it's like a dog and a cat meeting each other and being like, we communicate differently and then slowly working it out and it's I'm really the fun. dog that's quite a good analogy yeah. Yeah. I'm the damn dog you're the closest energies but just like polar opposites yeah two sides yeah. of a coin yeah, yeah. absolutely and what, what was Ben's initial impression of hearing Kettle's character design so the character design I loved instantly it's just everything about it was so much fun and there's so much room for me to like play with the backstory and also like I think Kettle has the most room to be like truly broken oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fine. What, a, what a bad response. But part of D&D is those opportunities and seeing how players react to these things that could shake their characters to the core. Yeah, mm. Kettle's never really had adversities. No. Like, Yarrow's already seen stuff, Indra's already seen stuff, Azalea not so much, but there's that kind of... They've got enough anxiety to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's not seen stuff firsthand or experienced it directly, but she has experienced she has she's aware of it mm. um, as such and she she did get a small brief of it mm. at the beginning um, with her whole backstory yeah. so you know so that was really interesting and then as soon as the voice came out I just fucking died <laughs> it was just I need to take a moment to really appreciate what this is going to be like for a hundred episodes <laughs> <laughs> it was extra fun as well because our session zero like you know, like me, like Indra and Kettle, the only two really heavily accented characters, and just us beginning to converse. You just saw Ben just go, <laughs> <laughs> and we kept because it was the first episode. We hadn't fully found our footing, and we kept like stealing each other's accents. Yeah. <laughs> they kept swapping. Like... I kept slowly going Irish, and you get like a Russian energy. twang. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway, yeah, just. I think it's fantastic. It's really interesting. Very different to anything I've ever really seen before. There's a lot of that in the characters this time. There's a lot of things, like their general premise might be similar to things we've seen before, but there's a lot of specifics that I've never really heard of or never got a chance to kind of play. So it's mm-hmm. it's really fun. Nice. Cool. Well, um, speaking of Broken, what was everyone's first impression of Indra? <laughs> well, I what was Yarrow's first impression of Indra? I think they could probably sense the anxiety coming from this child. <laughs> 
Well, you saw a mark almost, didn't you? It's like, yeah. oh, this is someone that I can mess with. And... Yeah, it's like, this is, uh, this seems almost like an easy target, but not in a manipulative way, just yeah. like... In a Yarrow way. Yeah. In, a, in a friendly Yarrow way, I'm going to push all your buttons. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, from an Asta standpoint, I love Indra's character design. I think, like, you've put in so much thought into what they wear and the umbrella as well is just I love it seriously love it so it's it's such a unique design um and I think yeah they really just stand out they probably don't want to (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole juxtaposition isn't it of their personality yeah well high charisma means you stand out yeah, I had a completely different, I suppose, approach. For, as Fran the character, I knew very Fran little. The Fran the character. <laughs> Fran's I, not real. Mm. Oh, God, please. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> uh, I I purposefully like didn't know too much. I knew bits. I knew that you were going to be like emotion-based. You kept your cards very close to your chest in regards to backstory. You still are. We're not allowed to see Eden's character sheet because they don't want anyone to know what any of their future abilities will be because apparently it's going to affect their... It's spoilers, yeah. My character sheet's hidden. Um, So I've like... To try and stay as a character as possible, try and stay away from it. But the design itself, the, the idea of the tattoos... I love it, like the glowing tattoos, but it's like, it doesn't feel like a ripoff of Avatar. It feels completely different because it's like... It's a ripoff of Borderlands. Mm. <laughs> it's, and, and Avatar. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't you even can't make deny it. I didn't even make that connection at first, you know? Um, oh, just everything about them so interesting. Like, and the fact that they're kind of like, they've got a lot of knowledge, but not a lot of... High intelligence, low wisdom is what I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to say. I don't actually know if that is your stats. It's confidence more, isn't it? Yeah. It's the lack of, oh, I know these things, but I'm not willing to really like put myself out there yet. And that the fact that you as a player are like willing to like debuff yourself because mm. you're so... Because of the mental state of your character, it's really like fun to watch. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I also love as well how we can see Indra like learning new things. Yeah. And like you can really see they've gained a lot of confidence. They're so a very different person from episode one. Oh, yeah, yeah massively. For sure. Oh, you all are, though. Yeah. Indra's like one of those gorgeous blooming flowers that blooms like once in a millennial. And then when... Millennials? The, yes, millennials. <laughs> in a millennial. In a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it blooms once in a millennium. Um, and uh, it's just, like, amazing to witness mm. and to see. But hopefully you won't be one of those vile things that when you do finally bloom, it just stinks of dead body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, flowers. Flower. Flower. <laughs> but, yeah. As a kettle... <laughs> kettle honestly didn't even see a person. Kettle saw a mystery to unravel. Like, from the second they met you and you were fighting with a fucking umbrella, like, first of all, they were like, oh, this person, I can save them. I've been testing up some cantrips. Like, when I initially first met Indra, I saved them from a from some rats, Ooh. some infected rats. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been really wanting to test Entangled. I'll entangle the rats. And just happened to save Indra. But, like, everything that I learned about them is, like, asks three more questions. Mm. And it's like... Kettle is just obsessed with figuring out how to help them, and then they've grown to I mean, really appreciate Indra yeah. as a person along the way. Going back bees. to the science project, bees, back bees to and bees. <laughs> that I think that's my favourite character trait: is your inability to let something go. Like you will pursue a mystery to character the character strength. 
that, don't you mean that's something that Fran does? <laughs> yeah, but obviously within D&D it's so much more intense yes. because there's yeah. so many more stakes. But I really enjoy that I have to find this answer out and yeah. nothing will stop me. Mm. I will take exhaustion points. I will, you know, everything I can to find this out and I won't stop. Yeah. And then on to the next one. And then on to the next one. It's not like... Yeah. Oh, I've done it now. It's taken me like a load of effort, and that's really cool. But I've done it now. I can just take some time off. You just yeah. What's the next mystery? Yeah. It's great as well because I actually get to do my backstory. Yeah. <laughs> my impressions of Indra were well. Let's start with Azalea's impression of Indra because um, that's easier. Um, she just saw a person. Um, to, to her, it was just another again like Kettle, another person. Although she seemed to hone in a little bit more with with Kettle because of the size and the fact that it was the familiarity. But with Indra, it was just like, oh, okay, this is just another person that's going to join along. But then she started noticing the quirks and the unusual sides and the sadness and the... And she just wanted to help. She just kind of lost sad puppy, I think is the best way that Azalea would describe Indra, is a lost, sad, wet puppy. It's relatively nice. Yes. Yeah, you know, like soggy in the rain. Yeah. You want to bring it indoors you know, and dry it off. <laughs> and give it a bath, because it would stink of wet dog. Mm. Cheryl's impression of Indra was, oh, okay, this is going to be another character with a really, really long backstory, and I'm not going to understand <laughs> any of it. Excellent. <laughs> That's up to Ben. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, as, as the D&D noob, um, a lot of... Cheryl, we've been playing for like just, two years. I know. Yeah. I'm going to forever be a noob. It's just how it goes. Yeah, it was a lot. And I, I know, I'm, I, I sat there thinking to myself... Eden's going to put a lot of effort into this character, a lot of thought into it, like far too much than probably all of us combined. <laughs> and I feel really bad because I'm not going to be able to appreciate it for what it is. <laughs> that's, their, well, that's their eternal curse, as they make characters so complex that no one can ever comprehend them and yeah. compliment them. No, yeah. I, have to, I have to actively stop myself doing that and strip things away at um, the end. Yeah. Like, you know, the before you leave the house, take one accessory off. I have to do that with like, everyone. It's... Darling, you need to take off like six. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, now quickly ask Just a mean. real quick point is that I love how everything about in- Indra offers intrigue. Yes. Ah. That's my... And them slowly starting to trust people. Is yeah. Really yeah. Nice. yeah. It's like, fun actually letting us stick around. It's fun playing the kickback of that as well, like getting a little bit too into it and then stepping back and then getting a bit further and then stepping back sort yeah. of thing. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. that. Um, and yeah, Ben, what was your initial impression? Well, Indra was the character that we- I spent the most time like involved with the design because when lockdown happened i ran this short little evil campaign that kind of spurred on this bigger one and then whilst we were doing that it was lockdown so i was bored most of the time so me and eden suddenly got like let's make this character together and it just grew and grew and grew so it was really interesting to watch this I wouldn't say two-dimensional because there were already so many ideas there within Eden's brain, but watching them become fleshed out and become this actual character was really interesting. It was a real journey because so many things tweaked and changed and how they were going to be kind of changed a little bit each time and it just... Watching it actually come to fruition was really exciting. The refinement process. Yeah. Eden's ideas. But yeah, it was just awesome. I really enjoyed that kind of process of being so involved as a DM. It's very different to making your own character because you're like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take on your baby and now I will just do all these things behind the scene that you have no idea. And it's that kind of trust that I first experienced really with 
with yeah. Indra. It's great. I've never had a character before that I've known so little about them. I, like, don't know. I know some big things about Indra, but generally I really don't know. Like, most of the questions I'm asking are completely in and out of character. Like, I don't know what's going That's on. That's really cool. So it's, it's very fun. Cool. And Azalea. What was everyone's initial insp- impression of Azalea? Starting with Asta, Because, I mean, you made them together, didn't you? Or at least yeah. did them together. So. <clears throat> we, we did make our characters at the same time, didn't we? I think I came to you. Yes. And I was like, oh, I want to make a rabbit folk character. I know you want to make a rabbit folk character. <laughs> Basically, for the campaign, before I'm, I'm pretty sure before anything was really set in stone, it was, I'm making a rabbit. <laughs> I just, I don't care. It's going to be a bunny. I'm obsessed with bunnies, FYI, to our listeners. I was saying, you seem like a rabbit fan every episode. I, I think they know that you are obsessed with the <laughs> but rabbits. Just, just, just in case anyone wants to send any gifts. You know, hit us up on our socials and whatnot. But, you know, anything bunny related is just legit me. Um, but yeah, to, and I think then we decided we wanted to be siblings, and uh, and was... then I, I found a, the rat folk race. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to be a stinky rat folk. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 did, did make me a bit sad initially. I went, oh, does that mean we're not going to be siblings? And you went, no, we're going to be siblings. <laughs> we're still siblings, yeah. just adopted. <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew like this was such a you character. It does feel like it. So same with Keto and Fran. It is just like you in the game. (laughs) Always wanting to look after people. Always wanting to make sure everybody's okay. But that's like so in Azalea's character now. It's very much been solidified. So (laughs) I think, yeah, she's she's everyone's cute little fluffy bunny. But she knows how to pack a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoy the dynamic of like she's simultaneously like the mum but also doesn't know anything. She like flips back and forth between like taking care of people but then also like not knowing what she's doing sort of thing. Yeah, sort of I think similar to Yarrow in a way of like they think they know but really they don't. It's just being an adult though, isn't it? It's like I've got to fake it until I make it. That's just being a Cheryl. My initial thoughts... um, I remember initially when you guys were first making your characters, I was completely out of the loop. The first time I met either of them was at this table. Like, I, I knew, I think I knew maybe that you were, like, going to be, like, uh, rabbit or rat folk. That was about it. And I first met you and you had this really, it's like you were just kind of looked a bit tired when we started. And then you started to speak and you just, like, your eyes brightened up and you, like, stood up straight. And you, like, were really, like, embodying her, like, airy energy. And it was like, oh, this is going to be really good. <laughs> that energy mixed with Kettle is going to be so fucking funny. Like, It's um, why we're such good friends. <laughs> that is literally our energy. And I was like, oh my God, this, this, she's like as innocent as Kettle is, but in like a different way. And they show it really differently. It's like that's yeah. two sides of the same coin again. Mm. And I just remember thinking, oh, I'd love, I can't wait to see where this goes. Like, I'm just so interested. And the armour the wooden handmade armour. Wooden chainmail. Wooden chainmail. Mm. It's one of my, like, one of my favourite things, like, that I've seen. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. I just really love it. It's really good. She, she hand gnawed that shit herself. <laughs> <laughs> I say hand, poor. <laughs> Mouth gnawed. And then, I suppose Kettle's actual um, first impressions were, like, 
it wasn't it wasn't the same as like Indra where it was like there's a puzzle here. It was like oh this is another person, and then like you were just kind of talking. It's like wow, you got a lot to say. Huh? <laughs> 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 and and like you just kept learning, and I was like uh huh uh huh uh huh, and then like. It was kind of like you, like the, the miscommunication of like being able to then like pick up what's happening because mm. Kessel loves asking questions and you didn't really give any chance to ask questions. You just kept going. <laughs> uh, there were like, wasn't an in for me to like yeah. ask a question. You were just giving me all the information to start with. I'm like, oh my God, I lost them. <laughs> you don't need to ask questions of the day. I should tell you everything. Yeah. And then le- Kettle learning that she could interrupt Azalea. Yes. That was mind blowing. That was that changed Kettle's Big world. <laughs> she was like, I can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kettle and his alias have changed each other's lives. So cute. I think like my both in-game and out of game initial reaction, because the same as Fran, I you had your session zero part, I knew very little about your characters other than you were siblings. Um I didn't really know what you were gonna do as such. And as soon as you started talking, my in-game and out-of-game response was oh my god, this is going to be complete juxtaposition of Indra, and that's going to be really, like, in character, like, holy shit, and then out of character, like, holy shit. (laughs) And I was like, I think I was just, I was really excited for the opportunity of how her personality would kind of push onto Indra and stuff, and how if it ever came back to it, Indra's opinions would clash back with hers. And I don't think it's really come up very much in-game, but I was so excited for it at the time and Mm. in future of... Indra's got a very cynical opinion of people. Azalea has a very, very open opinion of people. Flowery and lovely. Yeah, Azalea's like, I want to help everyone and, like, I'm going to be so happy and Indra's like... It's just, like, really, like, challenging each other's worldviews and it's not really had the opportunity to come up that much yet. But that really excited me at the beginning and that's still a very, very exciting thing for me. And I think, yeah, as soon as she started talking, I was like, oh, of course. There we go. Of course, of course that's what Cheryl's playing. Like, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> of course Cheryl's good yeah. to be a paladin rabbit. <laughs> and I also just remember thinking at the time, like, wow, this is, like, a really nice sibling character combination like of just being like two sides of the same coin it just fits really well doesn't it I really really like as well how you didn't know each other for a long time I think if you were just together 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 and started adventuring together it would have been so different and I think it's so much better that you were apart and then came together again because it means that you don't know each other completely either and you've grown separately even if you think you might yeah (laughs) which is I think is really interesting because you might think you know each other really well especially in Azalea's case I like the fact that Azalea thinks she knows a lot of things which might not actually be true and I think that's I'm really Yarrow t- doesn't drink <laughs> Yarrow knows not to steal yeah. Yeah. Yarrow knows to be nice and say sorry Yarrow's never gone to jail <laughs> Yarrow's never yeah. done anything bad Yarrow's I'm, never broken out of jail <laughs> I'm really excited about the if we go like when we go deeper into when? Yarrow's backstory mm. and those connections start coming up and those people that know Yarrow as the rogue meet Azalea who knows Yarrow as the little rat folk yeah, that she used like to keep out of trouble. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be such an interesting dynamic to have these people like, oh yeah, this is someone who I've hired to steal this thing or, you know, X, Y, Z. Meet the sudden little brother of this, like, <laughs> rabbit folk is very, like, domineering in a nice way. Just mm. the fact that it's like, yeah, I don't be a dick. Kind it's of. like very yeah. big mum energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's the best way to describe it. Threatening, yeah. but not scary in a, like in a, a loving way it's like yeah. how 
I'll beat your ass <laughs> to teach you a lesson, <laughs> kind of thing. But then I'll give you cookies and milk. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just like embarrassing for Yari. Like, yeah, he has a very cool like, persona. Oh yeah. Mom, wait in the car. <laughs> yeah. I, I you're like spoiling my vibe. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I said before. It's 100%. You go have fun, kids, while I'm going to listen to my <laughs> <laughs> And then she just plays death metal. <laughs> that is Azalea. She is just, ah, I love my children, but I will destroy you all. <laughs> I think I'm most excited for, I know Kettle obviously has a lot of room to get broken and stuff, but I think I'm out of like all of like the opportunities for like massive, like world shifting, like personality shifting events, I'm most excited for Azalea's and like oh, yeah, that too. time when it comes up and when she can't put a positive spin on something, like there's literally no bonus. It's just, oh fuck, this is bad and there's nothing I can do I'm about it. I'm so apprehensive of when Ben decides to do that to her because... <laughs> She has not experienced anything really negative. The only bad thing really is the, her forest being invaded and her brother going off for a bit. Mm. And that's stuff you can solve as well. It's, yeah. it's not like this is bad and it's just bad. It's like, oh, okay, it's bad, but I can do something. Yeah, like, she, her family's still alive. They're all over the place. She's got, you know, her brother back. Everything's all sunshine and roses. Yay! <laughs> and what was Ben's initial impression of Zadia when you first heard about character? So the first thing was, I want to play a rabbit folk, and I went, yep. That makes sense. <laughs> and then we kind of had a discussion about what you might like to play. And we kind of went back to Paladin. And I was like, that's a really, that's going to be a really fun kind of idea. And then we were talking about like what oaths it would go. And then the Oath of the Ancients just fits so nicely with it. And then I was doing my own research on Paladins anyway, because I like I just love to learn about the D&D things. And I was like, it doesn't have to be a god. Because that was something we were like, yeah. what would what would Azalea worship? And I was like, just needs to be a creature of power. You know, just something that can give this power and energy. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And then I built up all the backstory stuff and very much was like, that's just perfect. It's the character to play for Cheryl. It just makes sense. And it was... Yeah. Yeah, it was just I remember perfect. you and I, you mainly worked a lot on Azalea for me because I, I didn't want to cock it up. And as someone who had played Paladins previously, I really wanted your expertise when crafting her. Um, I mean, I gave you the ideas, but yeah. you you fleshed that character out. Well, we were just kind of like bouncing yeah, ideas off each other. And then it's like, oh yeah, I really love that. I really love that and I really love that. And you just created this character from the ideas. It was amazing. The the, the thing that I I just really wanted to bring out with Azalea is the juxtaposition of having a bunny rabbit that's a tank. (laughs) Yeah. A bunny tank, because I love tanks as well. Hint, hint, if anyone wants to buy me a tank. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Let's play Um, D&D in a tank. (laughs) Oh my God, yes, please. Um, Natural 20, fire! Um, Anyways... Um, yeah, it was just the juxtaposition of having this really... Because bunnies are really incredibly delicate creatures, but they're also really vicious and hardy, so it was just having that juxtaposition. Um, but yeah, so it's having that... And th- it's thanks to you, Ben, that she fleshed out so well. I think it was definitely a team effort. It was just nice to be involved in the character creation as well. I just want to be involved! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I am, I am excited to see what you have planned for her mm. with regards to, A, destroying her, and B, because obviously, like the others, you've got loads of plans that I am not aware of. That that was the fun, the really fun part about helping everyone just kind of like finalise their character was me being able to be like, okay, here are the threads that I can pull that are like different points of this game. And like, <laughs> okay, Ben, that's not part of this question. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god, so rude. Okay, so first question, because that took half an hour. It was a big question. The whole yeah. point is it was to warm everyone up. Yeah. I'm so warm, and now we've got to speed through all the rest of them so quickly. <laughs> okay, let's go. I've I've given up on the, the rolling a d20 idea because I actually can't be bothered. And <laughs> we've if, spent two hours playing with dice. Yeah. We spent two hours <laughs> playing with dice. That's and enough. if if you're listening and you care this much, my address is. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> okay, so. What was everyone's um, initial kind of inspiration for each character? Well, we kind of heard a bit of yours. We, 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 we heard like a little bit, but so just Definitely. to kind of sum I, up. I know I didn't go into it too much, so big yeah. question for me is I was just scrolling through uh, homebrew classes to try and get, because I had nothing. I was like, I really kind of want to play a kobold, but that's kind of all I had. And I saw Apothecary. Um, which is not the class I'm using. I adapted it. Yeah, because as a note as well, in case you haven't picked it up, Fran has a custom subclass as a druid. Yes. Yeah. I originally wanted to be an apothecary and I actually played the first two levels as an apothecary. Um, and I would just love the idea of bringing the scientific element into a D&D universe, but in a way that it works. Yeah. Oh, it's really cool. Really unique. Um, and it's the non-artificer as well, isn't it? It's, yeah. I want to make this natural magic. Yeah. Yeah. Almost intelligence based, and it was yeah. really fun. Even if I use wisdom for everything, yeah. but like, <laughs> you know, it's it's very like the experimenting, and the, I just oh, it, the, the idea excited me so much, and it just all grew around that. Mm-hmm. So my inspiration was science. I think I know what my inspiration was. Um, this is like the very initial thing I thought of. Um, I don't know if, if, if any of you have ever seen the anime fairy tale. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but no, basically, there's. It's about like it's it's an okay anime. It's about like magic and stuff. There's a lot of tits. There's a lot of tits. Um, but anyway, there's a, there's a character in it who's like a water mage, and her initial introduction. She's kind of a semi villain. And um, her introduction is like, basically it always rains around her all the time and it makes people sad. So she always has like an umbrella and she's kind of a villain because she just makes people sad around her all the time. And her entire arc gets solved in like half an episode because the writing isn't the best. But I was like, that's a really interesting idea. Like, I love the idea of just like gloominess of like having an umbrella in the rain. But it's like, what if I could build on that and actually have it so the powers were genuinely making people sad. That's and it just, so it kind of all snowballed off of that. I can't believe you based your character for Juvia. I know, she's off base of Juvia. I was half expecting you to say Blue Diamond, like fully. No, Blue, no, Blue <laughs> Diamond is another inspiration yeah. from Steven Universe. But no, the, the initial idea was just like, I really loved aesthetically the idea of someone who has this always raining around them. I just love that as like a visual and that's kind of what it came off yeah, of. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Azalea's really, really easy. I have two pet bunnies. <laughs> and uh, a previous game we played had a character called Ragnar, which was played by Ben, um, who was a dragonborn paladin. And I just fucking loved the idea of paladins from literally watching Ben play this character. So It was a lot of fun to my, learn. My inspiration is hairy creatures, the three of them. Luna, my bunny rabbit. Albus, my bunny rabbit. And Ben, the DM. <laughs> <laughs> seems up. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was wondering where you were going with that. I'm really happy yeah. about its finale. Everybody okay. knows Yarrow's one stinky rat boy. But I also, like, I never played a rogue, really. Yeah. I think there was one time I played a rogue. Are you like, glad you session. chose it? Wait, you enjoying the mass? I'm having fun. The thing is, you never played a high damage character before. Yeah. Your characters have always been either tanky or like tiny. frail and wizardy. Mm. Yeah, tanky or tiny. Yeah. It's nice it. to be sneaky. Very yeah. nice to be sneaky. And I'm tanky and tiny. <laughs> Cool. So, what was your favourite interaction with an NPC, and what was the DM's favourite NPC to play? Horus. 
Horace. <laughs> yeah, Horace was great. Hands down. Oh, Horace was amazing. And Azalea totally did not mean to suplex them. <laughs> it I was love an that accident. We just like willed that into it. Yeah, that we like, like were like, no, you suplex <laughs> This is happening, Cheryl. And the worst part is Azalea at that point could have just spoken with animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's so yeah. funny. Um, I mean, I have to admit, I personally loved two interactions. The first one, I'm going to save the best for last. The first one was the rats that Kettle spoke to. Oh, they were fantastic. I know they were just on the fly, but their little voices, and I, I could just... I don't think that's happened yet. Yeah. No, it has. I, it I has think last it, episode. It was last episode. Was it last episode? It will be released that in be that's 11. episode 11. Oh, we'll get sneaky spoilers. Oh, oh now we got sneaky spoilers in. Wait, does that not happen yet? Or does I happen? think this has been released before episode 11, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, everyone, we had sneaky spoilers. Forget what you just heard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I mean, really spoiled. Forget to, it. I spoke to some rats. What are you going to do yeah. with it? Yeah, we well, can do it, You bitch. just have a conversation with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some of, you know, your friends. <laughs> Those are my bros. Those are my hermes. <laughs> um, the other one is the turtle. Oh, fucking oh, no, my Ben. Thinking of the turtle. I... As much as I love that character, if you ever play anyone like that again, I'm going to attack you them. You have to go back to... No, I'm going to... I'm not even... I will break character and I will diss in whispers that turtle immediately. <laughs> I just love the fact that this turtle is 100% Marmite. You love to hate them. Oh, just, oh, I, I, that was my favourite interaction because I watched all four players just sit forward <laughs> and forward just like, please finish your sentence. And Willing it you killed to speak. me. It was so hard not to laugh during that whole <laughs> scene. Like, in, in case it wasn't general... General knowledge. General knowledge. <laughs> um, a large amount of the player base has ADHD, so the concentration element requires yeah, to just lot. listen. If you had a guess by all of our tangents, the amount of times we interrupt already. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm the only player that doesn't have ADHD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I also loved when Yarrow met Alyaro and Steelcraft. Oh, yeah. oh that was a great. Those episode. are NPCs that I had made, and like. I hadn't really, like, I put a few things, we have, like, a OneNote that I put, like, a few character details in, but I hadn't really spoken to Ben about, like, what I was expecting, but some, but, like, it was just so perfect, it was just, like, it couldn't have gone, like, any differently, like, Mm. that is exactly what I was picturing when I was Mm. seeing these characters in my mind, so. The thing is, we've got our characters, you know, Yarrow, Kessel, Indra, Azalea. We've got our little characters and we can flesh them out and give them accents and have a really good time with them, but we're kind of, unless we die, we're stuck with those characters. Ben has a whole world to create. Yeah. And it is fantastic to see his imagination and his creativity and his talent come out in these characters, like those uh, that you designed, but then Ben <laughs> fleshed them out. Yeah. <laughs> I also flesh. did flesh them out. As well, like, Ben you know, gave them voices, voices, and it was just like the interaction yeah. was just it's perfect. It's just beautiful. Mm. It's, yeah. it's the wonderful. Word flesh to has been said. A I lot really of time. enjoyed that interaction, flesh. actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's pretty my favourite so far. That one. I also, to be fair, I liked the entire just Wizards College. I really college. enjoyed kind of voicing Minon, the first like yeah. major NPC you come across. Mm. Like I just because I haven't been a dm for that long that felt like the first oh this is an important character yeah. i should yeah. actually work on and i think for that reason that was probably my favorite one so far sorry how do you me. spell that <laughs> <laughs> um i i was also gonna say minan actually uh-huh. like there's a lot of characters that i really like 
but Kettle's had the most exciting interactions with Minan. The research, research night. Oh, I love that. You could, like, everyone could see I had just a grin from ear to ear the entire time that that interaction was happening. <laughs> I was having the time of my life and I loved it. It was so good. And the snake lady that I, from yes. a shop that I haven't written down. Uh, I, th- I think I personally, both the turtle and the lady after, just because that for the first time was when I got to show like a little bit more of Indra of like, no, they have, they like know how to speak to people. Like they've been like, they like are essentially trained to be a politician. Like that's what like a bard kind of is. It's like they're getting like a law degree. Like they know how to speak to people and they know what to say. And that's the first time I got to kind of showcase it like a little bit. Like, no, I'm like official and I'm saying this and this to you. Yeah. And then, and I enjoyed the fact it was like, I got to kind of break character in character by like going away and like hustling together, like chatting to everyone, like very visibly in the distance, not being that person. And like, yes, back to normal. And it's like, it's like I, a customer service voice came out. Yeah, yeah basically. Like, I, I enjoyed like, I enjoyed bringing in that aspect of their backstory of like, they've been taught how to do this. Now, how are they going to do it in character? Like, how are they going to like express what they've been taught? And they can kind of do it and they kind of can't yet. I yeah, really, really enjoyed playing the dumb guard as well. Oh, like, I forgot. Oh, my so God. Funny. Yes. Well, just walking so cool. That was, really... the, that was the funniest Honestly, line. the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. I just come down here and walk in circles. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, that actually broke so yes. Six yes. intelligence, like, was absolutely <laughs> played to its fullest. But I loved it. This is what I meant earlier when I said about seeing all these characters uh, that Ben is fleshing out and stuff. It's really hard to pick just one. Yeah. Because yeah. in almost every episode of, or almost every time we get a new NPC, each one of them is so unique and so different. And they're getting better as well every time we play, yeah. which is the best Yeah. Um, I just can't wait for us to, I mean, I know we met, was it the dwarves that were twins yeah. in the shops but they were polar opposites so i'm waiting for the time when we'll have like we'll go in one shop and it's ide- uh, one person go to another shop identical go to another shop identical it's, it's gonna happen it's it's the avatar <laughs> just episode the... where it's like you're just wearing a different hair exactly <laughs> but it's not through uh it's not for lack of creativity it's just for lack you know for yeah. comedy yeah which you know is 99 percent of what we do yeah so what were if you are a character, a D and D character in real life. What would your class, subclass, and your stats be? Oh my god! Sort of thing. And I, I think it's more fun if this one. It's like say what you think, but also everyone like say what they think for everyone else as well. We've had so many conversations about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And it changes all it the does. time. It does. Yeah. I, f- I have no idea. I think I'd be. Um, I don't know. It's a toss up between like a wizard and like. A sorcerer. I, I think as more time has gone on, I think you've gone more kind of wizardy. I think you used to be more physical based. But Barbarian I think was the first yeah. and always the first answer, but now I'm medicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you'd be like a wizard barbarian in a weird way. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of fun. Just like throw your staff down, like, fuck this rage. I reckon <laughs> like blade singer wizard would be a really. Oh, that's like yeah. a good one. But that's very elegant, right? And you're not elegant. Yeah, but you just like. Or barbarian swap. sorcerer or something. Yeah. 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 Something like that, I would say. Your, like, stats would be... Your stats are very that as well, I think. Like, high intelligence. High intelligence. Low charisma. I... Well... <laughs> low yeah, dex. No, low I'm dex. just being mean to I, you. No, I was kind of going to say my intelli- my charisma is, is getting better. Your charisma's getting better. It would be it would be low strength. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being so mean to you. <laughs> low strength, low constitution. 
Actually, no, you'd have probably have quite high decks because you can sew and stuff. Maybe, mm. but that's that's proficiency in sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, natural dexterity, constitution, strength would be very low. Uh, wisdom also very low, but intelligence and charisma I think would be higher. Yeah. Mm. Aster, I don't know. I don't know about Aster. I feel like you would be like. I feel like kind 20 of like, wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's always I like been be high wisdom, low yeah. intelligence. High constitution, you survive a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you'd be like a cleric of some kind. Do you think? I think I, yeah. I would be you, you, you feel quite We know one thing. You'd be an orc. Yeah. No, you'd yeah. be an orc cleric. Wait, not a lizard. Not a <laughs> Oh, no. Please don't make that bit. I reckon like <laughs> Tempest. Cleric, yeah, that kind I, of. I hear that. Yeah, more nature-based cleric rather than like mm. you know intensely religious cleric. I think mm. be quite or like a, a magical cleric, like the the arcane domain mm. or something. Mm. I think we quite that'd be funky. What about Eden? Oh, they're bard sorcerer, aren't they? Oh so yeah, no, I would be a bard sorcerer in real life, or think, or just as I know for a fact that the class and subclasses always fit me the most is wild magic sorcerer. Yeah, <laughs> like I can do like a lot of random yeah. stuff, and I'm really weirdly good at it. And then sometimes I'm really not. <laughs> I think that or like a wild card, you could be like a druid. Yeah, I can see like, druid, I guess. Or yeah, what would nature-y. your stats be? I think. See, everyone always says that I would have like charisma as my highest stat, but I think that I do charisma in an intelligence-based way. Yeah. I think intelligence would be my highest stat. I think they're like joint because they combine. They're just kind of. Yeah. You'd have very high dexterity, though. Yeah. <laughs> it would be high, high dex, high, dex, high int, high charisma. Mm. Low strength, because I'm yeah. on hormones and my muscles aren't atrophying. <laughs> Lo- <laughs> low con, because you had you're on hormones muscles? and you can't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the alcohol was the thing giving you your mm. true power. And like, again, like all of my wisdom proficiencies, I do in an intelligence-based way. Like I'm You're ins- not a wise person. No, like I'm, I'm like... <laughs> insightful but in like an intelligence based way like I'm like psychoanalyzing you yeah it's like I'm psychoanalyzing you like a computer not as a, not as a person <laughs> I'm not binary code <laughs> binary binary Ben is just Ben is just a wizard through a and through. dragonborn as well I, I think you're know. an abjuration wizard I get that Ooh. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I have Pretty high con, pretty high intelligence. Yeah. And then the rest are... Surprisingly high charisma. Just yeah, no, I'm yeah, really say that. Really I think your, would be I think than your than strength him. would be quite high as well. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're like really charismatic, but your anxiety... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the low wisdom yes. that just makes me like... <laughs> it just like kills everything. You're more like high charisma, but you just have forced disadvantage. All <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Until you're drunk and it unlocks your full potential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you put those Doc Martens on it. I'm, that's it. I'm like it's not the brave, and the fact that she drinks and she suddenly becomes brave at everything. I'm like, I'm drinking. I'm like, aha, I can talk to people. Let's go. It's like as soon as the Doc Martens and the nice glasses come on, that's like it. <laughs> You know oh, what? I have not seen this yet, so I can't wait. It does change <laughs> rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to it's, this. Cheryl is a paladin. Yeah, right? <laughs> Cheryl is a paladin. I, yeah, at, like the same, like, going. what I said is like, Azalea is just Cheryl yeah. in I actual be, rabbit form. Like, I actually would be High intelligence, folk. though. Yeah. High Low intelligence. constitution. Low Zero constitution. constitution. I have no fucking constitution. Mm. I have no immunity yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> 
Um, but but like I would have intelligence. I, I would strong as well. I was about to say I would have surprisingly high strength. Yeah, yeah. you're very and low dexterity. Yeah. I reckon. Got the I'm, not, I'm pretty dexterous. I was thinking more of like, well, maybe you just have disadvantage. You like oh, I, I have yeah. De- dexterity thinking. is really bizarre because I've got my natural shakes. Um, but if I need to do something like paint or um, sew or create or craft or something that requires a lot of dexterity. I reckon you've just got slight of hand yeah. proficiency. You've got proficiency, I think, mm. or expertise in it. Oh, I think 100%. Like, yeah. like the modifier is relatively low in most things, but you've got expertise in it, so you still get like a plus. Yeah. 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 I reckon it's strength, intelligence, Haha, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben. So, um... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so... Whoa! Okay, you get to the next question. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it's been Sorry, I honestly, I'm just waiting for a to do that to Ben. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go, besties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, besties, next question. Should I just Inzy do the rest... Been in <laughs> <laughs> Should I just do the rest of this in Indra voice, like, from now yes. on? Yes! Okay, everybody, where did the name Dean Disaster come from? We're all a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, but where, did we, where did it actually come from? It used to be our group chat name. But we where? were just... You know, saying random things and it just kind of happened. We all went, yep, that's it. I, I, think, think, I think I think I came yeah, up with it originally. Yeah. You just named the group chat that we had just D and Disaster. And then when we decided to make a podcast, I think it, it may have been myself being like, we should name it D and Disaster. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. what like, else do we call it? it? Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, it just sounds really, really well. It fits yeah. so perfectly because we're just so messy. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that I'm like, I love, I love everything. I'm, I'm you know... I have to have everything organised. I like to be, you know, I hate disaster. Hate it. But this little group has just got me to appreciate disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Disaster appreciation. I was just dragged into D and disaster as a bed and screaming. (laughs) You had the chance. To be fair, Fran was like, "Do you want to play D and D?" And then it was over. Like, (laughs) it's really funny how like me, Aster, and Fran have like affected you both. Yeah. Which goes on to our next question. You've infected us. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how did you all meet in real life, and what made you start playing D and D? <laughs> How did we all meet in well, real life? Uh, me, Asta, and Eden all went to school together. Yes. Um, because we suck. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, we do. And we were all undiagnosed with many things, so we bonded <laughs> together over that. Are happened, we going through like the the whole story of? behind Descending Bear or... Oh, no. (laughs) We're not not delving into that. No. We're also not giving any context to what that means. No. (laughs) But the the point is... We used to play games together. We were like... We we gamed together. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we were like put into several D&D groups growing up because like we we were friends with nerds. You know. And it was like Eden initially showed me High Rollers um, which is such a big inspiration to me and then we just kind of like clicked and like we were just constantly on the hunt for better members yeah because it's like everyone we knew from school was like flaky and rubbish yeah I, and- I think kind of what happened was we all sort of like separately kind of got a taster of D and we all kind of were in a position where everyone around us was sort of rubbish and mm-hmm. All of us kind of separately began to kind of get more into it by ourselves, and then we yeah. all just sort of like together went like, "Oh, we're all really into this. Yeah, like, let's like go." We had like the curse of three, didn't we? It's like yeah, we would do. We would have a group. We would play no more than three sessions. It was and always never, three, always three, and we just wouldn't play. <laughs> and then I'd do that. something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> was the. Uh... <laughs> What, like existing? (laughs) The end of a couple of our D&D groups were directly affected by my choices. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, It worked out for the better. It worked out for everyone. And then I found Ben, uh, because we went to college together for accountancy, because we are 
uh, being accountancy nerds. And <laughs> fun fact, I didn't think Ben was a good fit. Then he got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, he crashed yeah. his car. Yeah. And it mellowed him out enough that I'm like, yeah, no, he's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the character development. All I needed was a major life-changing moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really did that. <laughs> Character development. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I think it was like us four. And I think we just, I don't know why we thought about it. But we were like, it would just feel good to have like another yeah. person. Like it, it just feels we, like We were always back. on the hunt for an extra person. Yeah. We were like halfway through Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, we, we started playing. You were missling, 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 missing your Cheryl in your we life. Were. Basically. That's yeah. basically what happened. We were like, I, we were just playing. And it was like, this is like good, but it just feels a bit lacking. Mm, like yeah. something. I love how I was brought into this group. Though. Yeah. It's just, it was just so boring. Fox standard but brilliant so I think Fran, Fran just messaged me one day uh, one evening and I was with uh, and you knew each other through work we knew each you? other through yeah. work we worked together and I, um, I I worked as a receptionist and then was moving up to an accountant position uh, an apprentice and uh, Fran just messaged me out of the blue and this this is a girl who I hadn't hung up with at all after work hadn't really spoken too much kind of thought yeah she's cool but she's weird as fuck <laughs> and then out of the blue I just get do you know anyone who plays D&D do you like D&D? Have you played? And I was just like, I've never played, but I know what it is. You want to play D&D? Uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, it went on from there. Yeah. yeah. Every One lunchtime time. you were free, I'd be like, Cheryl, we're making a character. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You, just, like, you like aggressively like force Cheryl into playing Yeah, D&D. I was but it full on like... I knew you had the right into it. Um, yeah, because well, we discussed it. it. We discussed it separately before, didn't we? We were like, from what you told me about Cheryl, it seems like she has a really good energy because you are like a confident person in that oh, respect. Yeah. And like the biggest killer of D&D groups sometimes is just no one being brave enough to start doing things. Mm. And yeah. we're like, that won't be like an issue for you. Yeah. I if think... anything, you've got too much confidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you but, ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I think honestly, the biggest takeaway is like, we started trying to play D&D when we were like 16 and it took us like five years to get there. And now we're here. So... If anyone, I'm pointing to the microphone as if it's the face and ear of anyone listening. I hope you can hear me inside your brain. What does it feel like? Anyway. It feels itchy. (laughs) Biggest takeaway is if you're looking for a group, don't like give up on it because. You'll find one. You'll find one. You will. It takes, it can take a while, but you're going to get there. You'll You'll find find your disaster somewhere. Aww. How cute. End of the series. (laughs) Cutting it there. No one else. No more game. We're all going to kill each other. Interested (laughs) in it for ages because my dad has a weekly group. Yeah. But I'd always been like, oh, that sounds fun, and never really pursued it any further. So, yeah. I just thought it was for a bunch of nerds. I mean, it is. <laughs> and I was like, shit, is. I'm a nerd. <laughs> we're, all Wait, that's hot. Me. we're all hot and sexy with big tits, though, so it makes it okay. <laughs> I know. Ben. <laughs> Ben's are the best. Okay. Okay. hormones here. <laughs> What's one strong similarity and one strong difference between each player and their character? Ooh, Which we, we sort of glossed over, but I feel like we can refine it a little bit more. Yarrow is very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just stupid things. Yarrow's Wait, is that a similarity wisdom. or a difference? Definitely similarity. <laughs> you and Yarrow have the same sense of humour, but I yeah. think Yarrow's wisdom and your wisdom are very opposite. Yeah. 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 He thinks he has like common sense, but really like, Absolutely I think only in very specific I'll areas. i the difference is. Yeah. You're self-aware, Yarrow isn't. Yeah, yeah, fully. 
I, Yara has no self-awareness. I am too self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, a really good question. Yeah. It's, it's actually a really nice thing to see because I think it's um, helping you be a bit less self-aware. Yeah. With your de- yeah. like you're developing as a person as well as the character developing. Yeah. That's it's always nice. such an interesting trait, isn't it? How people take on traits of their characters because mm. you just get in the mindset for so long that it kind yeah. of... Mm. It's, it's definitely happening. You're a lot more outspoken than you used to be. Oh, God, by, yeah. Because I remember like you didn't used to speak very much in D&D compared to like the rest of us. And yeah, now you like your most talkative character. Yeah. yeah. Which I, is nice. Honestly, when I first joined, I thought you hated me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> because that's my anxiety, folks. But no, yeah, I, because you didn't speak so much, because you were yeah. so withdrawn within yourself. You were going through a lot when we first yeah. met. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey. But then... <laughs> Seeing you now and knowing you now as a person, it's fantastic to see um, oh, the difference oh, and the growth. Okay, <laughs> no different emotions here on Tynamet. <laughs> okay, okay. One, one strong similarity and difference between Kestrel and Platt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Kettle and Fran, stop dribbling. Um, right. I imagine it's difficult to like narrow it down. I think I think the similarity. Is probably the the in the intelligence and the need to know the inquisitive like, that inquisitiveness and the intent. You have similar levels of intensity. but it's like it's intensity, but in a different way. No, yeah. it's not. It's, yeah, it's you like are super intense. Maybe it's a different kind of intensity. I would yeah. say, uh, but I'd say the difference. I well, I'm at least more aware of social cues. Yeah. <laughs> I may not necessarily understand them or pick them up, but I know they exist. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I think you're much more independent as Kettle, but not in like, not as like a person, but in like, like Kettle when she's like, her intensity is very much, I'm doing this by myself. Whereas Fran is like, I'm organizing everyone with me. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm bringing everyone I'm, along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> you're, to be you, you're in this car. The child lock is on. I'm going 80, so you can't get out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or you can, but you won't survive. Yeah. Indra. Indra, I mean, I think the difference is very obvious in just extroversion. Oh, I, gotcha. I've sucked all of Indra's extroversion into me. They are. <laughs> don't want anyone to listen to them. Like, in like a in like a bar, Indra's like, I don't want to speak to people. I'm like, actively go up to people and absorb them into my like, reverse harem of people. Grab them yeah. by the face and consume Grab them, them by all. the face. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you have the misfortune of coming across Eden in a bar and you happen to have a heavy wallet, you won't. <laughs> hey! You have a heavy wallet, you don't anymore. I used to be. That was just because I didn't have any money. What do you mean, did it change? still don't. Yeah. No, I'm just spending all this money. You just have all now. That's the difference. Yeah. You just got money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's literally the difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny thing is though, Indra didn't grow up in wealth, they just grew up in relative wealth compared to everyone else. They're the they're the poorest person by far where they came from. Like they just they're used to cushy things. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like it's like when a middle it's like a middle class person who's been with really upper class people suddenly meets someone who's not middle class, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um You're yeah. very insightful, I think is yeah. definitely one of the similarities between you and Indra. Yeah, I think I know there's similarities but I can't name them. Uh, I'd definitely say intelligence is like one of your Good similarities, yeah, like definitely. I think we're both very logical in the same way, like out of the box thinking, yeah. sort of thing. For sure, mm. for sure. 
Azalea is just me, so you know everything about everything. The similarity, now, I think, Every, ex- including how she's so furry because she's a bunny. Obviously, what? It's not a fairy. You're a fairy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, Cheryl. Sorry, Asta. I'm not a scaly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the difference though is Azalea is much more. Naive. Naive, not not naive, but like I know Azalea isn't cowardly as such, but I think she is more cowardly in a way. Um, Interesting take. Not like I feel like cowardly is the wrong word, but like I think she she won't back down from a fight, but I think like. But that's the thing. She wants to avoid. She She wants to avoid. Like she's got avoid. She's got. I think the the, the thing I was trying to trying to reference is like. Azalea in the sewer was like, oh my god, this is gross. Like, help me, I need to... Th- I, I've, I reckon Cheryl in the sewer is just strolling through it, you know? Oh, yeah, no, I... <laughs> She's, like, practically got a glass drinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. With a zero con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just a lot more like... Azalea isn't cowardly, but I think Cheryl's a lot more get on and deal with it. More than oh, yeah, no, I, sure. I will get on and deal with it on behalf of everyone. Yeah. That's, Azalea will get on and deal with it on behalf of everyone, but... Like there are certain things that just freak freak her the fuck out. Whereas oh, I'm just like, just do it. I'll tell you a difference. Azalea actively refuses to look after herself, whereas Cheryl does. Yeah. At least I hope. Try to. Yeah, yeah you better. Yeah. You do though. You're like you're you're much better at self care than she is because mm. she she will just like throw herself in train tracks. Lie 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 lie. No, but you you are a lot better than that. Like she's very like physically like rubbish at looking after herself. Oh, like... she literally gives no shits about mm. her physicality. Yeah. She will just if someone um, is firing a bullet at a picture of a puppy, she will jump in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I will go. The fuck are you doing? Yeah. I think Cheryl has more sense. Unless it's a picture of a bunny rabbit, in which case I will pull the gun off the person mm-hmm. and shoot them in the fucking face. Oh, also, Cheryl's just way more horny than Azalea. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking forgot about that. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, God. The sex Absolutely. drive is yeah. <laughs> different. We're, 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 like, it is different. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We're going to have to have a serious conversation about Azalea whimpering noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so innocent, naive, and unintentional. <laughs> yeah, but Cheryl isn't. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl so Cheryl should know. <laughs> Cheryl knows what she's doing. No, you don't need to do any now. I know that look in your eye. We get it now. Get your face away from that mic. Also, help me. I was just going to say that. Oh. Yes, senpai. Oh, you okay. know, moving swiftly. I, I, I think on. I, was, I was about to say that the, the thing is, with my first ever character, Arya, you had the she Cheryl was, level. She was very horny. Yeah. She yeah. was a horny bitch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Azalea has like just sexes and she, she wouldn't even think about talking about it or discussing it or thinking. She doesn't know what it is. She yeah. probably just doesn't. Oh no, she does. Even though she's a rabbit, which is she's very against the stereotype. Yeah. She she knows she knows about it, but she ain't gonna be fucking doing it. She doesn't it. give me the she's vibe. A prude. That she knows. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know actually. No, I, I'm not sure how Azalea would be in a relationship. I think it'd be very interesting to see. Well, I think it's very cutesy. Oh god, yeah, yeah. very affectionate. Like, kind of caregiver. As yeah. All yeah. the cuddly toy bunnies, um, cuddly toy bears with like love hearts and shit. Oh my god. Heart flavored <laughs> sweets and candy. Care bear. Oh. Yeah, if it's I not heart shaped, it's not like it's not in the vicinity. That's a question yeah. we don't have. <laughs> but no, how she would react to a sexual situation. How is the we this uh, we will have to potentially find out because I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Get as okay. to the brothel pronto. <laughs> with, right. with her apparent bay kettle. <laughs> Alright, this is an interesting one. If your character came into vast riches, what would they do? And would they continue the adventure? Or just adventuring in general? Ooh. Oh, I immediately know what kettle would do. 
I would immediately spend all of it on resources. Um, Bottles. Well, like resources for experimenting, but also like books and stuff. And just keep adventuring because like... Portable land. It's how you learn, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about learning. Like she just wants to learn everything and she just use it and invest it in, in, in knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I think Indra would definitely continue adventuring because, as kind of established, their goal is something that has had lots of money spent on it to some degree and it's not got anywhere. So that wouldn't affect that and that wouldn't solve that. In terms of what they're just doing generally, I don't know. I feel like Indra's quite good with their money. Like I just get the vibe that Indra's quite quite Kettle good. Kettle would not spend it that well. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think they probably spend it in quite like a just a very, in a quite a typical Indra fashion. They spend it in quite like a smart, logical way. Like buy like a little kind of like house home base to do their research from invest in like people to kind of do things for them and stocks so well because no, that's also the other thing is like they've been taught how to work their way up in society very well like they know exactly what they should do so i reckon that they would be the sort of person who invests it in things to get more out of it back and kind of work the system like that mm. if they kind of wanted to i don't know whether they would do that or not but i think they have the capacity to azalea would probably send a portion of it to every single one of her family members so mm-hmm. all how many letters are in the alphabet again? 26. Mm-hmm. So all 24 of her other siblings, she would definitely give Yarrow some. Um, she would then just give it away um, and carry on adventuring because her adventure, her plight to save her forest has nothing to do with money. Um, mm-hmm. So she would still adventure. She'd definitely buy herself cool weapons. Though. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. 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 Cool yeah. I mean, one of the very first things she would do is just walk into a smithery and just be like... Build me something cool. <laughs> um, and that, that would be it, yeah. I think the answer may surprise you. <laughs> so, I was going to say, um, wow, I actually, I don't know how much of this I can actually say because it's all sort of backstory related. Can you just like not name the specific things? Is there debts to be paid? No, wow. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? Uh, Yarrow would need to use his money to go very quiet and go very far away, I think. Distance himself from certain people. That's interesting. Um, In terms of... There's a potential for a happy ending there as well, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. He he would... It would solve a lot of his problems, I think. Mm. That, you know, there are people that he wants to be with and other people he really can't, like, be near. You know, it's, that's very so interesting. The vibe yeah. I kind of get from Yarrow, it's like the first quarter he'd be like, holy shit, loads of money, like spend yeah. it. Then he'd be like, oh, actually, no, yeah. I need to be smart. And just, then he would like, you I'm know. just imagining him in like a designer cloak store, just trying them all, going swoosh <laughs> in the mirror, <laughs> swoosh in and the mirror. And they've all got like red lining. Hoods. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> this one doesn't, have you got one in like specific crimson red? Mm. Do you yeah. do crimson? <laughs> He's oh my God. like really picky. What about tassels? Can I have taffeta? <laughs> I, asked, I like this, but I want silken buttons. Yeah. Silken. I asked for Ruby. This is clearly blood red. <laughs> Take it back. He definitely, yeah, I think the first thing he would do is go on like an absolute spending spree. Um, he would be like going down the street with like bags full and he'd need an assistant to like I was carry about to say, he wouldn't be carrying like a single bag. No, <laughs> But then, yeah, I think he would do what he needs to do. But whether he stops adventuring or not, I think he would for a while but then he wouldn't be able to sit still. Yeah, I think long. it would be the people that retire and then they're like, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. I, need I want to go back to, to work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty much. Okay, uh, relatively big question for Ben. What was the initial inspiration for Canasper as a whole? Well, like I said, we started playing kind of remotely when lockdown happened, and I took on a, oh, I'll just run a little, you know, world and do, like, it was kind of an evil campaign. Ended up not actually being an evil campaign, really. They were just chaotic characters because I didn't really Found know what I was doing. Found out it's not actually possible to be an evil campaign. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's, very, it's very difficult, especially for a first-time DM, to, like, plan a proper evil campaign. It was quite, mm. quite tricky. But as I was kind of building the world around where they'd be and all the kind of slight intrigues, just to make it slightly more interesting, it just started to grow and grow and grow. So from there, I was like, I just picking all my favourite like little bits out of all of these individual kind of fantasy novels and like Critical Role and High Rollers, all these bits. I was like, oh, I really love that. I'm going to take that. Like um, the inspiration for things like the Bardic Colleges comes from a book called Blood Song and its other things where they have like orders who each have different roles in society and they function as like their own separate entity but they also answer to the like crown and stuff mm. so that all came into it and then there was the classic how did the world get created or oh, I like these kind of ideas so it I always all... find the creation stories the funnest bit of planning a world yeah through. and then mm. there's like all the ascension for the deities and all that sort of really interesting bits that I've just picked from places. Yeah. And I... Were there specific inspirations for the kind of creation story or was that just sort of off your own back? So it wasn't intentional but there were the kind of elemental like reading into a bunch of lore of like D&D &D and stuff anyway it seems like a lot of the time there are these huge elemental forces that kind of pull together this world and then I was like okay well how would that work what would their stats be like how would I envisage, envisage them and I was like oh, okay they've created the world and suddenly there's life there. They'll probably use that to get more power, as lots of beings would do, that belief system that gives them power. And then I was like, mm. just, it kind of, after the initial idea from the actual D&D &D came, I was like, okay, I'm just going to tweak it myself and make it that kind of own spin. And then I really like the idea of, actually, there weren't always gods. There were people who became gods. And then how that worked, and just mm. kind of tweaking it to... My own story. What's really. really interesting is the fact that you read a lot of fantasy books and you want to write things. You are a very creative individual and you are very high intelligence, so you can retain this sort of information and then amalgamate it in your mind to develop these ideas. Your fucking encyclopedia brain yeah. is yeah. It's <laughs> bloody distressing. Yeah, it, is, it is so unnerving sometimes that I'm pretty sure you're the world record holder for reciting pie or something to like 20 million <laughs> digits. But, never never bothered looking at it, um, but we can always see. Um, but, you know, it's just really interesting to see that you've pulled all these ideas together um, and used your own sort of knowledge and everything. Um, but because you're so scientific as well, you think about things that perhaps other creative writers wouldn't. Like, you like to make sure that the world is built in a way that would actually work. Where, whereas in some things, like when I'm watching films or TV programmes with my partner, when something ridiculous happens, and we just go, that wouldn't, that wouldn't fucking happen, we do this little hand signal where we wave our hands in front of each other's faces, so whenever <laughs> someone goes, that really wouldn't fucking happen, we'd go, movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just to explain that, you know, it's a movie, it's not real. Whereas Knasper and the way that your brain works is so methodical and so well planned out. Like, like bounties appearing with a set like timer. Exactly. <laughs> like 
I'm pretty sure you've got government, a currency, a healthcare system. Um, you know, you've got infrastructure. You've solved poverty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've you've created a, a space in which we would have a sewerage system. I mean, there's probably aqueducts and all sorts going on in this. I, from a player's point of view, it's amazing. It is very cool because it means there's lots of room for us to make shit up. Yeah, because yeah. it's like the the preset rules and like standards are really like clear to see yeah and it's like well if that works what about this and it's Mm. yeah one thing i've really appreciated slightly off track of the question but one thing i've really appreciated making a character and doing stuff with you is the fact i'll be like i want to do this like big thing and you'll be like yeah cool it's in the world now i'll just i'll make i'll see if i can like fit it to my stuff it's not like Mm. no it's like it's like oh i want this like massive like big intricate bit of the story in and it's like you know this is kind of when things were less developed but it was just sort of like yeah okay we can work that in and it's it's like there's room to add as much as you want yeah because you've got such an encyclopedic brain and because you're so logical and methodical you can and because your world is so well thought out it's almost as if you can put building blocks together and if you can say like oh i want to have this you know i want to have 25 other bunny siblings um well 24 and one rad um you know and i want us to be here and i want to do this You've just gone, yep, yeah, no problem. And then just managed to put it in and it still fits perfectly. I don't think there's anything that you've created that just doesn't seem to work. Well, what I really enjoy about D&D, which was important to me, was the customization element of it. Mm. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that I'm like, okay, that's really cool, but there aren't mechanics for it. Some people forget that it was a game about creativity. And they're like, it's yeah. not in the real back. That's like one thing that I've got such personal beef with. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like we're making things up. Like, yeah. it's made up. It's happening. This is literally a fantasy game. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's shut like, up. It's like Kettle's like, I want to do this. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Let's see how I can make this work. Let's yeah. lay, lay a... Wait, has that crossbow? Yeah. Oh, I no. don't know. No, no, not that no, Um I was also going to say, it is actually terrifying how fast you can come up with ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> write things into the world. I'm like messaging you the ideas as they come and you're like, it's already in. I'm like, what the fuck? I what already you read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I knew anyway. what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, so, what is your character's favourite food, drink and smell? Oh, Azalea's is really easy. Okay, yeah, go Azalea. Carrots, carrot juice and carrots. Hey. Fine, yeah, great. Um, I can't think of mine, so someone else go for or me. Or carrot cake. One of Kessel go. You look What were the nice. three things? Food, drink and smell. Food, drink and smell. Kessel has no taste buds, so the first two yeah. is <laughs> That's so, canonical as well. Yeah, no, she's got very good taste buds because she uses... Yeah. yeah she oh, probably has really refined taste. Can I redact yeah. that the smell has to be carrot cake? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not, Cheryl? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Favourite food. I, I reckon she like really enjoys like barbecued bugs. Like, oh, I can imagine like cracking and bursting in Like giant spider that's been like cooked over this massive bonfire. Crispy tarantula. Yeah, because it's like the kind of stuff that she would have been brought up on, but doesn't see it in like, she's like, what is this cake? (laughs) (laughs) It's all like bitty. It keeps falling apart. It's carrot cake. She doesn't really get like standard food too much. Like she'll eat it, but she's not wowed by it. What does she Um, smell of? What does she smell of? She's like of. chemicals. Yeah. She doesn't bleach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she probably like... Bleach. <laughs> yeah. Her favourite smell... 
No, it's what does she smell of, I think. Is it? Yeah, no, I think. No, it was. No, it was your of food. Oh, no, it's. Oh, no, sorry. It's what. No, Let's do both. It's fun. I'm changing the rules. We're turning this car around. It's oh. what, what's what's their favourite. What do they no, smell Azalea of? Smells Azalea of smells of carrots. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that really nice fresh soil smell? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. She smells, of, she smells like bunnies, and my bunnies smell the best because all they smell of is fresh hay. <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, she's fresh hay. Kettle. Smells like antibacterial wipes <laughs> burning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like melted plastic. Yeah. See, yeah. No, what I imagine kettle would smell like is you know when you've got a spice cupboard and you just open it and you just, oh, it's just yeah. it with everything. Oh yeah, I get that. Okay, yeah. what about Yarrow? Um, well, we know Yarrow's favourite drink. <laughs> uh, I can't recite it because I didn't write it. I, it's not in this book. You got to listen wait, back to the episode. Wait, wait. Yeah. No, we're not no, doing a whole bit. We're not doing a whole bit. Um, but it's a rosy rum drink. Yeah. <laughs> all of his tastes are yeah. His yeah, his tastes are it's very. It's so refined. in character that all of his favourite tastes are like super, just like flamboyant. Yeah. I reckon like, it's like. Top class cigars as well. I can yeah. see that being something Yarrow just really enjoys. Yeah, I imagine you have you smell like really weirdly nice. Like you have like a proper like advanced, like a proper like nice like perfume. Yeah, like lavender and leather. Yeah, oh. yeah, or something like sandalwood. Really, oh yeah, like frankincense and sandalwood. Like really like rich smells. Like yeah, that he really likes. Um, yes, the wife is stealth food. though. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> they go. Mm, what's that delicious aroma? Can I kill them? It couldn't possibly be a little rat boy. <laughs> I couldn't come from a little stinky rat oh, boy. Oh. That's Yarrow saying it to himself as he's stealthing. Like, oh, they're probably wondering, oh, what's that smell? I couldn't come from a stinky little rat boy, but it does. Fresh <laughs> cologne. Or it would be like, hmm, do you know what? If that's the last thing I ever smelt, that would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon Yarrow was one of those people that when they first discovered like cologne, just like used <laughs> way too much. So much. <laughs> like MC the bottle. Yes. Oh yeah. my god! I was like, oh, so this is like one use, right? <laughs> <laughs> one bottle. <laughs> I think his favorite food. It would. I can't decide whether it would be like really flamboyant, like cream it's like salmon cream cheese you say it's not raw like... bacon on a stick <laughs> exactly <laughs> really it's like, like raw bacon or like a plain no like really really up. flamboyant fruit but just like covered in like ketchup like, yeah that's it yeah yes absolutely or, or would it be something steak that our mum would make <laughs> no it would definitely he's it, i think he's eaten like in such mm. like extravagant places at this point like it's definitely like steak tartare covered in ketchup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the the way the chef's like crying looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> I need to bring the chef in so I can look at him directly in the eyes, watch him like mm-hmm. just quietly tear up, or I'm like squirting ketchup all over his perfectly prepared meal. <laughs> That's I, how yeah. I eat my dinner, by the way. I think Indra's favourite food would probably be like it's really like when they were like in college slash school because it was like a boarding school they had like set meals but then every now and then they'd go and like treat themselves something nice they'd be like oh treat Mama yourself. and Papa let me go through you get some Turkish delight <laughs> and then like they probably like it probably is something like that like they would like go down to like the little shop and like go and like treat themselves like a little sweetie like Turkish delight oh that's cute um what they smell like I don't know I feel like they've got like quite a nice like oh like fresh rain yeah yeah like that's what I, I was thinking like you know like when it's just been raining you kind of smell like the concrete and it's like that Ooh, kind of smell yeah. i think they kind yeah. of smell like that a little yeah. bit you know so. I like that. that's cute okay um what's what... indra's favorite drink yeah no what's indra's favorite Rain drink water. Uh, water water no they i think <laughs> their favorite drink is probably like i don't know if they, they probably really like like nice tea like a fruit tea 
Mm. Like not like, like an Earl Grey. Not like a jollop, yeah. like a nice oh like an Earl Grey. Yeah. yeah. No, a Earl lady Grey. a lady grey, like the citrus yeah. one. Okay. Um this is quite this is actually a really fun one. What's like a personality trait of your character that you know is there but you haven't really gotten a chance to showcase yet? Oh, that's good. good. Azalea's horniness. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't make it canon! <laughs> it's okay, when that happens, she'll mysteriously die. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wait, where did that poison dog come from? Ram is like that speech where they fuck and then die. What a shame she can cure her own poisons. (laughs) No, it'd be more like, that farmer has power to kill. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like a bill belly. It's just like... (laughs) I have a good answer for this one, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, Kettle does not like responsibility. Ooh. I think I know mine. Does anyone else want to do theirs first? No, go Indra. I th- I think Indra like deep down like I always play like quite nervous characters, but like a lot of them are very just sort of like kind of like to their core they're actually just kind of like a bit of a softy. But I think Indra actually has like a real backbone to them. Like if they like pushed hard enough, they'll like push back quite hard. I think but, we've had like snippets. Of yeah, like I think like just happened. the like just in the last fight when like I can't say that spoilers. Uh, we understand. Yes. Just in the last fight, like that last bit where they chose to like go over there instead of immediately going back there. <laughs> that was <laughs> like a that, that was like a little snippet of it. But yeah, I think that's like a thing that they have is like deep down if they're like pushed hard enough, they actually have like a proper like spine to them. Like mm-hmm. they're like a nervous character, but not nervous in the sense of like they're worried they can't do things. They're like, no, I know I can do this. They're worried I'm going about hurting to. other people. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just worried about the consequences. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like I'm nervous in the fact that I might fail. It's just I'm nervous in the fact that this might go wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Yarrow? I think for Yarrow, he has two. I think it also displayed a little bit in the fight, which is going to be released in episode 12. Episode 12. Um, Behemoth. He also has, like, I think where, like, Azalea hasn't known him for a while, he has, you know, worked his way up in his organisation. He actually does, like, he can carry himself quite well yeah he is very independent i no, know it's not he's my baby brother <laughs> i know at times where it seems like he is too independent and he has trouble choosing his friends over himself but i think like he can be a really good team player yeah um but also the other character trait that has not been um shown is that i think when he meets the person that he's looking for he, he will be totally unrecognisable to you guys. That's very exciting. Oh, that's so interesting. That's very exciting. Um, yeah. I think, uh, being serious about Azalea, um, she wears her heart on a sleeve. A lot of her personality is her personality. Um, so I think... I feel ha- like there's rage that could there is, really yeah. like... Azalea's got say, bubbling Azalea anger. has bubbling rage. Um, you've seen it a bit previously. And in the last episode, a few things maybe, but not really... Um, but yeah, when you, when one of you or all of you finally make Azalea snap, because it's going to be one of you when you Yeah, I love how it's always us who's going to be the cause of it. It's not going to be like someone trying to kill us We almost got her when I was poking that, uh, oh no, guy's bruises. That almost, (laughs) that was, that was, that was, 
pretty annoying. close. No, that was that, that was, was like annoying. That was, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't basically blinding rage. Of mm. it was the angriest we've seen her so far, though. Yeah. yeah, but you will. I think yeah, seeing Azalea's full Hulk mode is yeah something that I'm gonna get a level I in don't, barbarian. I, th- I, I was about to say I think it will impress Yarrow. As well, like the last thing about like Indra is like they're very very. Mytho- they're very like methodical and like every battle they like kind of take like a step back and everything but I think there's definitely a lot of potential for them to be very reckless mm-hmm. like yeah. like just like not be thinking about things straight and just like kind of going you know or going like to like be like too tunnel vision yeah. 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 yeah I'm excited to see as well if Indra eventually goes I've got nothing left to lose yeah. no that's that's what I sort of thing I would think about is a lot mm. as well because like they're very every single time there's a fight they're very like step back analyse everything and do like the best thing but no I think like there's definitely a potential for them to at some point literally just be like <laughs> fuck it and just like tunnel vision onto something that kind of I literally have nothing left all my friends yeah. are gone yeah. this is it yeah. Um. so what is one location the DM is excited for the players to go to Ooh, I like you can one. maybe do like not your most excited one if it's too spoilery and you don't want to say it maybe more like just like a general place like that you like because it's such a big world isn't it yeah, and there's so much that hasn't been explored that can be, because I've made it so open world that you could go everywhere and you could mm-hmm. have a look at. So there's a couple of really interesting, small, like, specific locations that I won't specifically mention. But I think Dratane with the super volcano Mount Gehenna mm-hmm. is going to be a really fun, different, because it's like desert, kind of arid. It's completely different to what everyone's used to. There's some really interesting like points of interest that no one really knows about yet and all that sort of thing that I've done quite a lot of planning on. I think that's probably That sounds very exciting. Probably okay. my favourite. Note to team, since we're so disastrous, we're not gonna go there, right? No, <laughs> we'll just we'll trip into the volcano in like ten seconds. <laughs> Okay. There's also the Athenaeum Glacier that I'm looking forward to, which is like a whole landmass that's just this massive floating glacier. So the polar opposite of yeah. what you Polar! <laughs> that's quite possible, isn't it? Because that's near-ish where Indra's village is, Ashvini village. So. Uh, it's further north. It's but you have to you have to go past it. You would, so. yeah. I, I, I'd love for you all to come and visit you know, my forest and just have dinner with the family. Mm. Can I just say, as a note as well, this might not ever They'd come up. They'd love to see you, Yara. <laughs> but it's so important to me, Indra's last name isn't Ashvini. They're just called Indra from Ashvini Village. Yeah. No, I... But that's, I just say Indra Ashvini or they say it because it's easier. But Indra's like kettle. Like, you know, like your kettle from the Pascan forest. Indra's like Ash- Indra from Ashvini Village. Didn't you have like a really long stupid surname or did you scrap that? No, that's a different character. All right. I've got many, <laughs> many stupid to remember surnames. because you just choose something completely I don't unintelligible for each one it's because everything has meaning yeah I mean it's almost (laughs) as unintelligible and stupid as a rabbit family having a surname that's a bird of prey (laughs) I've always thought that I was like what (laughs) irony um okay so oh if you could represent your character with four objects or items what would they be carrots 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 Carrots? And the no, you can say <laughs> carrots, but you have to choose three more. You can't have three carrots. Okay. Fucking greedy. Purple carrots, uh. yellow carrots, oh my God. orange <laughs> carrots, and a halibut. No, um, ooh, the chainmail's got to be... Yeah, so three three items would be probably... It's four items. Oh, four, four items. Three four carrots. items. So carrots, um, a cuddly toy rat... Um, that's cute some uh, a, a tree and 
feel like a shield. What about your like leaf? Your like little leaf. Yeah, yeah. A, a shield in the shape of a leaf. Yeah, that's cute. That's cool. I love that. I like that. Yeah. Yarrow's next. I was about to Yarrow. say she's all about Yarrow being yeah. you know family and whatnot. I think Yarrow would definitely have the whip and the nay nay. Say, I can't that escape that. <laughs> <laughs> We're in 2022. Why Wait. is it still here? <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I have inspiration? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely the whip. Oh, I want to say a pair of socks, but that's definitely for kids. <laughs> <laughs> the cloak, maybe, and his alcoholic beverage, the very, very expensive. In like a martini glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, An emo haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's on its own. It's difficult because he's complex, but you haven't seen the complexities yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, oh, it's really. I'm really Give us a hint at your backstory. Do it. <laughs> Something I would have said was maybe your note. Like, the, just the mysteriousness of just having a note that means very yeah. little. I wouldn't have it, sh- like, rolled up and ready to be delivered. The little okay. note that you wrote. What yeah. is kettles? Um, like a potion bottle, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um, her notebook. Um, a, like, I, I don't know if, I think it would be, instead of, like, a bottle, it would be, like, her herbalism kit. And then separate be her glass blowing kit. Oh yeah, like, that's cool. Um, and I guess the fourth one would be her goggles. Yeah. Mm. Um, her yeah. For sure, has to be the I goggles. Think... Harp as number one, umbrella as number two. Can I just say like the design of the tattoos? I think is one. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not like a specific object, I think that's quite like quintessential. Is like that stroke, like squiggling design. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know about number four. Maybe like the. I want to say their academy symbol, but like that feels a little bit like. I feel like a book. Reductive. I... No, I've got it. What? Tears. <laughs> Just the crying of it. <laughs> crying. Oh no! Um, oh, like a storm cloud. Yeah. I think that's one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really cute. That was a fun question. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Um, oh, this is also quite a fun one. What are you most excited for as your character levels up? Whoa. I guess. I guess that's like. For abilities. me, it would be just leveling up, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like abilities that you might end up Future, getting. like up to level yeah. 20. Or yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. high level abilities you could have. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to getting a lot more health so Azalea can become yeah, even right. more reckless <laughs> and just jump in front of a bullet I mean, You say that the enemies are going to get stronger as well, though. I like. know, and I can't wait. <laughs> Um, more chances to die. But whoa, whoa. But more chances to protect her friends. I'm just going to double check and actually see because I, as a player, I actually don't like to look too far ahead as to what my character is going to do. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm um, actually the same. Because it ruins the surprise and also it almost changes my playstyle. I'm almost relying on leveling up to that point so I can get that. It's how yeah, I play, that's it's how a really I play good video point. games. Yeah. So. Yeah, the way I play video games, it, it would change my play style because I would work towards a goal. Whereas in this way, if I don't look too far ahead, I don't know what's coming. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get. So I just play it for the fun. That's a really yeah. good idea. It could I be really like that. It, it could be like that you take the question a bit more figuratively mm. as to like, I'm looking forward to like honing this skill. Mm. Yeah. And not necessarily in like a... This a bit of technically game mechanic. Not in game yeah. mechanic. It's like, oh, I'm looking forward to being so much better with my Halibird or like learning yeah. something. Or like you being know. able to heal better and like Yeah, stuff I like mean that. I'm definitely she's def I'm definitely looking forward to having her um, ability to A take more damage because of the health. Um, 
but even, even though we are finding out she is the most healthy person out of all of them um, <laughs> no, but you're just finding out we've been yeah. aware since yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Azalea and Cheryl all over. Oblivious! Um, But also having the ability to protect her friends more because there there have been sort of, you know, fights and things. Um, And there's times where I, as a player, have felt completely useless. Um, And I I don't really know what to do. Um, So it's going to be nice to have a few more spells and things that I can actually incorporate a bit more. More options. um, Become that protector that you aspire to be. Exactly. Especially as my first ever character was... I'd never played D&D before, and Fran and I thought it would be a brilliant idea to have, what was it, a druid, tiefling, turtle of the moon, moon, uh, with a familiar, which was um, an almirage, obviously. (laughs) And, yeah, it was a nightmare. I had paper everywhere. You came in at, like, level nine. I came in at level nine. So complex. I fell out of a painting. (laughs) It was just Mm. disastrous. It was, wasn't it? But But I loved it. It Um, was good fun, though. Mm. uh, And, I mean, there's no... There's no quicker way to learn the rules than get thrown in at the end. Yeah. Mm. But still, you know, it's nice to have a character that's a bit more simple. However, it it can be a bit dull. So I'm looking forward to getting a few more things that I can do, which mm. are going to be very exciting. Fran? Um, I'm very excited to get more immunities. I, I mean, more. Like, more, like, like it starts with, like, uh, getting resistance to some stuff. And then really, really high level, I get immune to stuff. Because, because I'm, you know, experimenting constantly, I build up natural immunity to like poison and things just from fucking around with chemicals That's for so such much. A fun, you could role play that in such a fun exactly. Way. Why do you yeah. think I'm eating everything as we go? Yeah, <laughs> it's, such a good, it's such a good idea. Yeah, and I just I love the idea of like a physical reward for just existing as a mm. character. I really like, yeah, I, I really enjoy thing. I enjoy passive abilities a lot because yeah. they make your character feel a lot more special if they're just passive. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I've i based, it's like, you know, one of those homebrews that they don't let you publish because it's too similar to something else. Yeah. Like, it's very heavily based off the other Druid circles, but the whole bottled magic thing is something that me and Ben have developed by ourselves. And right, it's constantly changing. It's constantly so. changing because we're like, ah, this doesn't work. Oh, maybe not that. Uh, level two spells are very overpowered. Let's get rid of that. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, no, being able to use bottled magic in more ways because the higher level I get, I'll get more. Yeah, because it's quite limited right now, isn't it? And what you can do with it. it it's it, it's limited how I've been using it, but it can get interesting but like when i have more bottles there's more choices to do more things yeah i'm very intrigued and very interested to see what's going to happen i'm very excited magic. to put a lot I've of utility spells in that not yeah. as as very little experience with D, obviously with with unless i've been playing with you lot i've never seen bottled magic it's, before it's very we made so it cool. yeah. yeah we made it ourselves i love it well obviously my entire sorcerer class my my the subclass of my sorcerer abilities is all a completely custom subclass that me and ben made together so I can't really give spoilers on that, but very, very fun abilities in there that we worked on it for a really long time of being like, oh, this doesn't feel right yet. Like it feels too similar to something else or it doesn't feel good enough. And then we worked on it for ages and we're like, yeah, this feels very unique and very special. And there's lots of really exciting parts of that. But I think as well, I'm really looking forward to having more spells because I, as a person, I love using spells in an interesting way. Oh, yeah. Me too. Like, not just, like, fireball, damage, so-and-so damage. Like, you've seen it with me in a bit with Indra so far, but I love utility magic and doing clever things with it, and I'm excited to get a lot more spells 
that you wouldn't expect to be useful. And then it's like, oh, no, I can do this with it. And then it's like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. And also more um, clutch reactionary magic. Because I current I have, like, a few little reactions I can do, but I'm looking forward to having more, like, clutch spells. Counterspell! Things. Yeah. <laughs> Counterspell is one thing I am looking forward to having a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, I'm very similar. It's kind of like looping back round to me again, because I'm the most important person here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I recently realised, because I had a good review of my spells. Yeah. Because I was previously picking my spells based on what would be useful to me, but I'm now bearing in mind I need to pick spells that will be useful to me and spells I can bottle, because I can't bottle it unless I've prepared it. Yeah. Because I've got to have it in my spell list. And things like Jump and Land Strider as bottled magics. Yeah. Think about it. Just a mm. sudden, like, boost that doubles your, like, triples your jump speed. That you can just clug, jug mid-combat. And yeah, so you can Clug and chug. And, like, just have it for a minute. Oh. Cool. Asta, go. You now have to uh, go now. You have no choice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um. Well, I mean, I haven't got, like any spells or anything like i'm planning so far to just stick with rogue because i like i want to get to level 20 and absolutely just just completely disappear and just... <laughs> but, but, but what's like a vibe you want to watch to us when like, are you looking forward to being more stealthy if you can or can more you charismatic <laughs> that's the thing can i or so you're, you're OP reliable well. talent yeah. is something that mm. rogues get that is just so impressive. Well, I it? don't know if I know what that is because I don't really look into... After, at a certain simple. level, if you have expertise in a skill and you roll below a nine, it's or like a nine or below, it's it treated as a ten. ten. Yeah. Oh, I have that That's with um, Vi. Yeah, fine. Yeah. You've got it at five. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's not rogue, though. No, she... Rogue bards have their own. There's a lot of similarities between bards right. and rogues. Okay. Bards and rogues cross over a lot. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to, like... I think as Yare's taken like the swashbuckler archetype, I think having that sort of influence him in becoming a bit more like charismatic and mm. just extroverted. I think I'm I'm excited for that to sort of influence his character. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your character was in the real world for a day, how would they react? Just do keep this one a bit short because this has the opportunity to go for a long ass time. Sure yeah. does. Let's do within like just their first initial reaction, yeah. what they kind of do on the first day. The R two D two screen. Yeah. <laughs> Lick everything. <laughs> Lick yeah. Like, like kettle would just be like, what is this? What is that? Oh my god! And like just like flag down the first person they see and ask them mm-hmm. a billion questions. I think this is kind of on the assumption of you would obviously you wouldn't change race, but like you wouldn't have magic, for example, like yeah. sort of thing. She'd yeah. just try and learn. She'd like discover mm. the internet and just be absorbed <laughs> into it. Yarrow would watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> he just has like an innate knowledge of it existing. He like sniffs the air. And he's like, it would be porn. It would porn here. One hundred percent be dilf porn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't even like I can't even argue that. <laughs> One um, similarity between character oh and player. I think Azalea would probably it would probably overwhelm Azalea and she'd vibrate she and just like explode. <laughs> Azalea would also watch porn. <laughs> she'd just she have a mental break. Yeah. Yeah. No, she'd she, have she, to go find a forest somewhere and just be like, I don't like it. No, she'd be really, really excited. Do you know um in She'd get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> she would Hi, I'm Azalea, nice to go. No, she would, um, you know, in... No, that's cat. That's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> it's like, um... She tries to play... It's like, like Ella in, Enchanted. In Enchanted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she's, like, dancing in the room that gets hit by a car. 
Enchanted. Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted. Oh, I thought yeah. so. No, in Enchanted. Um, no, no, no. no, 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 no we have no time. Na- no time. Okay. Keep going. Anyways, uh, no, it'd be like it, it would basically be like in Nightmare Before Christmas. She would sing, "What's this? What's this? Yeah. What's this? What's this?" And just be really happy to meet people and and just like want to talk to everybody. I didn't even know what Indra would do because like Mental not breakdown. having ma- not having no I think not having magic would like throw them so hard. It would be like all my problems are solved. <laughs> I'm no longer interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then, by a car is canon that's canon <laughs> <laughs> is that good oh, that no, that we can't ben. it wasn't even a real episode <laughs> <laughs> and it was at my expense what's the price uh, that's how you make Ben laugh <laughs> yeah I know it's so easy really you just have to make fun of Eden and they eat it up ah <laughs> uh, okay yeah that's that that for that question <laughs> Okay, oh, now going darker, what's your character's greatest fear? Oh my god. That's <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> just such a hit. Um, if he's there to watch porn, yeah, I was going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm actually going to bring back an answer that I've used already. Yeah. Responsibility. Yeah. Oh. Azalea's is very, very easy. Uh, death of her family. Mm. Death of Yarrow. Like she does not give two shits about what happens to her, but if Yarrow gets hurt, if and even and now that she's bonding with uh, Indra and um, Kettle, my brain went Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's bonding with Frank. Who's <laughs> Frank? <laughs> well, we've not met. The door opens and another person walks in. Like this is my introduction. <laughs> hey, <I'm> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Fred. That's your replacement okay. bike. Oh. No. Um, no, she would. Yeah, death, death of her friends and her family. Okay. Like her greatest fear, and not being able to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, powerless what's, to save them. What's Yarrow's? Ah, uh, <laughs> Yarrow, because Yarrow is looking for someone in particular. His greatest fear is not being able to find them and chasing them forever. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wasn't it going on that spider bounty? <laughs> also, also spiders. Also spiders. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Indra's. Oh no, finding them, and it turns out they're a spider. I think Indra's is probably loneliness. Yeah. I think that's so. I think loneliness and also like the idea that like they can never be fixed, you know? Mm. Like they're just gonna be that forever. Oh, ouch. God, yeah. that's, Jesus Christ, I'm just, a bit close to home there. <laughs> I just imagine Indra just sat there like crying, going, My loneliness <laughs> is killing me. And I, and I must confess, I still believe. And we get a copyright strike. <laughs> No, you're allowed to say like 10 seconds, it's fine. <laughs> well, it okay. depends who's doing the copyright strike and how properly they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, what convinced Aster and Cheryl to make sibling characters? We kind of already answered that, didn't we? Well, yeah. so I think I wanted to make a bunny character. Um, Aster was actually the one that suggested we make sibling mm. characters. And um, I, was, I'm actually, I was actually really looking forward to this question. Mm. Um, partially because I wanted to, to, to sort of reiterate my initial fear of you hating me <laughs> went out the window at that point. Yeah. I was like, Asta wants to make a character with me. <gasps> and I just oh like, light bulb went off, the bells went off in I've my brain. I've been accepted. I've been accepted. <laughs> one of them, one of them. And I was so 
happy. Like, so, I never told any of you how. Are you about to kiss? Kids, he been engaged. Stop. That doesn't even make sense. It's like cracking the whip. It's like, yes, remember. Um, but. <laughs> I exist, um, but no. Honestly, I'd never, I'd never said to you guys that, um, or this little group that um, I felt so sort of outcasty, especially with you, Esther, because oh. I was so worried that I'd offend you. Mm. Um, ben physically can't be offended. Eden just was a whole other world to me, and Fran will Fran. Yeah. So <laughs> it was. What does that mean? <laughs> I just completely understand the whole point. <laughs> exactly, and I love how creating these characters has made our friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, um, it's difficult for everyone because so. we all met at different points mm. and we are all very socially mentally inept. Ill. <laughs> 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 like mentally ill and socially inept at the exact same time. Yeah. Extremely like, yeah. neurodivergent, all in very slightly different ways. <laughs> Which is yeah. what so makes us work. Uh, it does. Yeah, it it also causes the disconnects when we don't the, line up. And yeah. the disaster. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I'm so glad that, that you suggested it and then um, I just went, went with it straight away. I didn't care that you were like, oh, I want to be a rat. Don't care, we're still being siblings, right? Yes. I totally um, was thought it was because you wanted to be a rabbit. I was like, okay, I wanted to be a rabbit too, so we can make a sibling characters. And yeah. then I changed my mind anyway. So. Exactly. But it just, it it's honestly, worked out so well, though. Yeah. It, it has. So it's well. such an interesting... I've never played a game or really... I've seen people do it, but I've never properly watched or seen people play sibling characters or people who have a previous connection. I think it's so interesting to explore. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I think part of it is, though, like you said, it's the fact that we've had that time apart as well, so mm. we can develop our own, have yeah. our own. Yeah. And there are also times when I really want to bring up stuff from the past, so we run it by each other, and once we're both happy with it, it's just mm. like, do you remember that one time at band camp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jarrow just dies on the inside. Yeah. Cool. Um... Getting close to the end now. Oh my goodness. Now switching to the other two characters. Accented characters. What inspired the voice? Oh, a mixture of things. My sister thinks it's her ex-husband. <laughs> um, he's Croatian. Oh. <laughs> and he's a kobold. <laughs> um, he's a Which is actually... <laughs> no, she's the scaly. Which oh is... I, uh, maybe I heard a few like Slavic tones from him, but that's really not where the main motivation came from. Like, I hate to be predictable, but it is at least partly Jester from Critical Role. I It's very different now, It is a good yeah. mixture of, yeah. of repeating Jenna Marbles and oh, repeating Jester. It's like Sermit. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like Sermit voice, but like cut put down like three octaves yeah and like and, like, and yeah i can't even describe kessel's accent like i it's so recognizable but also i'm like i can't even like because it's a match isn't it it's not yeah. it's a not dialect no. that you've picked it's, an accent from you've gone i really like these things it's, and just yeah. like, it's like the sing song of jester how mm. where she like lilts on words that you don't expect it and like draws things out and then like the deeper voice which i think is something i've introduced and then like pulling the like the sermit the sermit the sermit energy i can't yeah. even do it anymore it just reverts back to kessel yeah. like, it's too strong now it's just like if all those the little areas decided to have a frankenstein baby yeah you know like decided to be frankenstein and create a monster mm-hmm. and that monster just happens to be kettle and it's beautiful <laughs> yeah. and it's the most amazing thing it in the just world. makes so much sense it's it just such a lizard voice isn't it yeah. it fits her unbel- i could not picture her having any different voice it's yeah, so perfect fully. although there is one voice I can imagine Kethel having, and that's a really, really deep shack voice. 
know. No, we're not going to do impressions. <laughs> no, that's I don't want really to problematic. That's the only one that I can envisage Kettle having because it would be so weird <laughs> <laughs> and so wrong, but so funny. That's so right. <laughs> so right. What about you? Um, it's so right. I can't. I remember when I made Indra, I had the very specific thought process of what is it based off of Johnny's nan. No, it's it's not actually. It's completely not at all. It's completely separate thought process. And um, I remember like when I made Indra, I had the idea of like I want to kind of like mix cultures to a degree because like it doesn't make sense to just like straight up lift a culture from the real world and put it into D and D. Like why would like a person from a hot country with that certain accent have to be in a hot country in D and D with that accent again, sort of thing? So I was like, I don't want to do an accent from someone who is from a very cold place because it just doesn't feel right. And, and I think I just thought the idea of, like... Because Irish is, like, stereotypically such, like, a fun, jolly accent. I thought the idea of having such, like, a, like, a morose, melancholy person in Irish would add so much, like, depth to it. Because, like, you're so not used to that accent not being a joke accent. Because, like, whenever people do Irish accents, it's, like, always Because Irish a joke. people aren't real. <laughs> but no, it's, it's always, like, a joke accent or, like, yeah. a funny character. So when... I thought, like, having, like, quite a serious character with an Irish accent would be quite, like, interesting. Yeah. The first thing people stereotype for, for, for Irish sort of speaking is that leprechaun high-pitched. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a really, like, and stereotypical I'm, I'm sure it, it offends the Irish to <clears throat> no end. Um... <clears throat> You know, it is it is what it is. It's not, um, it's but it's not nice. To, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Stereotyping is wrong, um, but it's fantastic to see that you've taken that as an inspiration and just gone completely yeah. polar. Thank with you. It. Yeah, that's that was like what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like this is like a traditionally funny accent. I want to play it in like an unfunny way. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was about yeah. to say it's a. Polar, because you're from a cold place. I am. That's oh, so funny. Cool. Uh-huh. I, kind of, I kind of did the same thing with Kettle, really, because, like, I mean, my geography's shit, but a lot of Slavic countries yeah, are, very cold, tend yeah. to be cold, and she's from a fucking jungle. Mm. Like, we went, like, we, like, swapped locations, We basically. did. How fun yeah. is that? And now, onto our final question... What are the plans for the podcast in the future? More of it. More of it. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. yeah. Hang on, no, no, no. I've got the perfect answer to this. Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Then we cut off and do nothing yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> it ends. Yeah. We never release another now, single episode. I think seriously, it's like, do like more of this, obviously. And I think we all kind of want to, when we have time, kind of do some offshoot podcasts. Yeah. Like maybe more D&D, maybe not D&D, maybe board games and like that sort of thing. Or just like actual gaming. And I think we are looking to get into streaming and stuff a little bit as well and see how that kind of goes. We might not stream like D&D itself because I know we really enjoy having like the edited version of it yeah I think that's what makes us in the same room like um, you know Adventure Time a very like you you can do well I suppose if you had enough people involved you could do Adventure Time Adventure Zone I do sorry (laughs) (laughs) that was so confusing I know I was thinking why it's because I hadn't said it in a long time so I forgot but like you know it's all it's always like edited with them and Mm. like you could do it live but I feel like I think, editing yeah. adds to it. Yeah. I think part of being so disastrous is we would not survive a live stream. Yeah. Well, it no. has to be an unrelated thing. Like it would be game. four yeah. times as long and just yes. no, no, unfollowable. No. Wouldn't it? <laughs> what, what I was going to say was part of what makes us so disastrous is we are so full of 
ideas and energy. So what's next for the, this is obviously we're going to continue with the podcast. Um, we've got some great stories lined up. Uh, ben has some fantastic ideas to completely and utterly annihilate us over and over As and over and over and over, <laughs> and over. I will give them and over and no over information. Over and over and over and over. You do state <laughs> You will state constantly about how much you are excited to make us unhappy. I'm, I'm still fuck. a first-time DM, really. I've never got to do the... Makes we get to cry. high levels and do yeah. the really like intense, yeah, it's gritty really D&D stuff that I'm so excited mm. for. Love so it. we've obviously got that, that planned, uh, but obviously, like I said, there's we are such an eclectic group that there are so many skills and talents between us. There is a lot that we could Yeah, do. And I'm also here. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got all of them. <laughs> I'm so special. <laughs> and, you know, there's the rest of the group. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is a lot that we could do. Yeah. Um, uh, a thing that I would like to say, though, is if any of our listeners would like us to do anything, if they've got any ideas for things do they'd like anything. us to yeah. do. I mean anything. <laughs> Have you seen that horror no. film where you submit ideas, like put a pin in your eye and then you do it? If you do that, we will do it. <laughs> Uh, but we won't get an OnlyFans. That's like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no,